Welcome back to Word of God. We are three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old-time fan. My pronouns are vivim or it-its, and you can follow me on Tumblr at the voice of Nightvale with dashes. I'm Emma. I forgot my own pronouns for a second, but I use any pronouns. <laughs> I also forgot um, that you're the You can like, follow me on Tumblr at Lazarus Emma, and I, for some reason, took a drink while Ash was talking, so that was all-around a great move. Pretty sure Squeaker just knocked a can off the table. Incredible. And why, uh, uh, Emma, you've thrown off my, uh, everything's falling apart. Hi. You the I How do I even over. do this again? <laughs> Hi. Wait, do I sell? Hi, you're Wyatt. I'm Wyatt. The oh my god, I forgot no, to say it. I'm no, not, that's, I'm the latecomer. Yes, I know. The I newcomer. Said, oh, I, fuck. <laughs> that's what I skipped. I was like, don't say she, <laughs> that's they. Why and then I forgot to say latecomer. I'm sorry, everybody. This is what happens when you Hi, change people. I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. My pronouns are he. You can follow me on Twitter at Topple Thrones. And you can follow the show on Twitter, Tumblr, and on TikTok at Word of Godcast. Today, we're talking about... What the fuck are we talking? Five eleven. Sam interrupted, and five twelve. Right, me. Sam interrupted. That's the name that I forgot. Uh, content warnings for these episodes will include uh, a lot of um, ableism. Yeah. That's for sure. Yep. Is Satanism is Satanism a word in the public in the public consciousness? I don't. I I don't know that word. The rest of the content warnings will include ableism towards the mentally ill. Sexual assault. A character kisses Sam without his consent. The boys make a joke about getting a prostate exam slash getting a testicular cancer exam. Murder. Framed as suicide. Brief joke about rape. Gore. Brief. Described in detail. Hallucinations. Pedophilia. An older woman has sex unknowingly with a teenager who is occupying a grown man's body. Death of children. And stolen identity slash lost time slash possession. If you'd like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us through our ask box on Tumblr or send an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com. It's, it's, just... it's one of those words that, like, I read it in, like, queer theory textbooks and I hear occasionally online, but, like, I don't know if the, like, if the, the main audience is, like, don't use that or if people just don't know about it or, like, I don't know what the vibe is on Satanism as a term. All I have um, to say about it is I went to Google it, but instead I typed snism. 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 Snail prism. <laughs> Hold on. And now I have to Photoshop a snail onto that Pink Floyd album. Uh, it's another late night recording, if you couldn't guess. Hi, guys. It's only 7.40 for us. Yeah, it's a late night for you. I just got off of work, so I'm very tired, and you're going to bed in two hours, and it's late for Emma. Uh, This is my bedtime. No, I'm just kidding. My bedtime is in an hour, but I don't think I have work tomorrow, so. Okay, I need to stop reading about Satanism. Um, (laughs) All right. uh, Let's talk about Sam Interrupted, I guess. I Okay. This episode... There were some Wait, interesting things I in this episode. Well, cried yesterday. I didn't know that. Oh no! Thought, no. Sam. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. I mean, you're doing the synopsis. That's true. Okay. Five Eleven. Sam interrupted. Was written by Andrew Dav and Daniel Laughlin. So brace yourselves. Um, the recap. We see it's got uh, Joe and Ellen's death, Dean's emotional problems, and Sam's Lucifer problems. 
We open in Glenwood Springs Psychiatric Hospital in Ketchum, Oklahoma, uh, where a woman named Susan is being interviewed about her roommate, whom the doctor says committed suicide, and Susan insists was killed by a monster. Susan is schizophrenic and says that she knows her dead son behind him isn't real, but the monster is. He continues to dismiss her concerns until that night she's killed in her room by the monster. Another patient, Ted, saw her distress through their windows, but her death also is made to appear as a suicide, which I don't think we want to go into detail about um but it is made to look like a suicide title card um this same doctor dr fuller is now interviewing the boys their cover is that dean is trying to get sam committed sam explains the plot of the show you know and read the apocalypse dr fuller is concerned for his mental state and dean says yeah he's crazy the apocalypse wasn't his fault there was this other demon ruby etc it's a really good bit uh they both get asked yeah, to stay like for observation bit. a couple days which was obviously their plan and so dean chats with a friendly nurse which weirds him out for not being like movies um they both get what's implied to be i assume prostate exams or something similar i believe that's right which I, yeah is, do they do that <laughs> at psychiatric hospitals I, I don't know. Maybe they're just searching their cavities. I don't know what the point if it of that was. A, was. If it was a, f I assume I assume they were they're implied to be prostate exams. But if not, um, a full physical uh, for people with penises includes a testicle cancer check. Testicular. That's the word. Yeah. All right. Whatever it is, there's there's a like sort of joke. It's joking tone for the episode about whatever happened there. Uh, and so afterwards, they exposition dump about how they're here for dad's friend Martin, who was a hunter until an incident in Albuquerque. Is that how you say that? Uh, and how yes. Dean is, represses all his feelings. Martin tells them about the mystery monster, and they debate the reliability of psych patients as witnesses. We're going to talk about this episode so much. Uh, and then yep. they get split up. So in Sam's group, Ted explains how he saw the monster kill Susan in the cold open, but Dr. Fuller shuts him down. Meanwhile, Dean talks to and hits on Dr. Erica Cartwright. They trade questions where she tells him about the lack of ghost or demon omens while he confesses some pretty concerning factoids about his life. Then she says, let's talk about your father. Cut to Sam reuniting with Dean, Dean looking shaken. He, I hate this line, I'm sorry in advance. He says he's been thraped. Uh, Sam has a lead, Ted, and Dean gets abruptly kissed by a patient named Wendy. This being a dab episode, he is, quote, torn, his words, about whether to, quote, hit that, Sam's words. Then they hear screams, <sighs> they come in too late, they find Ted hanged in his room. Sam saws open Ted's skull, which is really gross, to find his brain's been sucked dry. The boys get busted, but Dean plays crazy, he does, like, a whole pudding bit, uh, and the space. nurse just brings them back. Um... Martin says that they're facing a wraith, which is vulnerable to silver, and is camouflaged as human, except in mirrors. So they talk about how they have the wraith here has this perfect captive victim pool whom no one will believe. Supernatural, your politics are diabolical. Um, so Dean watches a mirror in the hallway to spot check for the wraith. Uh, Dr. Cartwright talks to him about the crushing burden of being Dean Winchester. Dr. Fuller comes by and Dean sees the wraith face, so Sam gives him and Martin some silver-plated knives, and Wendy interrupts them to inexplicably make out with Sam, because now she's into him, because he's larger. That was a why quote. Does, why does uh, Sam, the largest brother, <laughs> not simply eat? <laughs> And Adam. Um, Martin refuses the call to action, saying he isn't the hunter anymore. He is useless after Albuquerque. We have some very similar to Bobby storyline motifs here. Um, and so he's, he's not going to help them with this hunt um, because of whatever traumatized him in this other hunt where he, that made him check him into this 
check himself in to this place. Um, Sam goes after Dr. Fuller and beats up some orderlies before Martin realizes that Dr. Fuller's cut from the silver isn't burning, so it's not actually him. <sighs> Sam is very, very high. Dean doesn't know why Dr. Fuller wasn't a wraith. Sam says, maybe you're crazy for real now, and boops his little nose. Uh, Dean texts to Dr. Cartwright again, and she calls him Dean, which isn't the name he checked in under, red flag, and then she starts holding season plot details over his head, saying that he can't save anybody. Dean is, like, mad and afraid, but the orderly in the hallway says there's no one there, because Dr. Cartwright is not real. Everyone Dean sees in the mirror looks like a wraith now, and so he slides down into the corner to have a little freak out. Um, Sam apologizes to Dr. Fuller, who's more concerned about his anger issues than the monster delusion. Then Sam goes to the patient lounge where Dean says something nasty to him, and then every patient starts attacking him. And so he's fighting back, but none of them are real. He's punching the air. The real Dean watches Sam get dragged off. Dean goes to talk to Martin and says, crazy is the clue. Both of them snapping at once can't be coincidence, so what caused it? He briefly speculates John's ghost, and then focuses and thinks of Wendy's saliva, and so they run down the hall except that Dean can't step on any cracks. And they find the nurse is sucking Wendy dry with some extendo wrist spike, which honestly is a pretty cool effect. They're very proud of it. Um, they have a fight. Wendy's not dead, which is not really relevant. It's just they saved the final girl, I guess. Um, the nurse slash Wraith sends orderlies after them who take Martin away. Dean is, like, concussed, I think. He's got some very blurry vision, oh, but he goes after crazy. her. Meanwhile, she's found Sam, who's strapped down because of his breakdown. Um, and so she villain monologues about, quote, crazy brains tasting better and about his rage. But before she can drain him, Dean arrives to snap off her wrist skewer thing and stab her, so they run that for it. That bit was sick. Sam says, Dean, I have emotional problems. And Dean says, so what are you going to do about it? We have plot to deal with. And they drive off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yep. my God. I was going to say go to therapy, but like. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode. One of my notes is you guys need so much therapy. Yeah, well. But also. They, they tried, I guess. They need to, they need to have some emotional uh, maturity before they go to therapy for it to be helpful. Yeah. I mean there is a there is something interesting here about they cannot like they literally cannot get therapy because when they do talk genuinely about mm -hmm. their problems as they did in this episode they get viewed as like quote unquote crazy, you know, like mm -hmm. the and then they're trying to I think and there like there should be hunter Yeah, they have actual problems. Yeah, we talk we've talked about this yeah, before. Yeah, we say this all the time. They need somebody who knows that monsters are real and also yeah. that emotional problems are real, too. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, where do we want to start here? Um, I love the way Sam says Castiel. Okay. He does, he does it again. I hate the way he says it. He does it so weird. He doesn't say Castiel like the rest of us or the rest of the characters. It? He goes Castiel. Castiel? Castiel. He says Castiel. His name's Castiel. He puts all the... All the Castiel. On the, the Is it Castiel. Castiel. Castiel, got it. Yep. He goes, oh no, his it's his, so he's weird. Real. His name is Castiel. You don't. You literally don't know him like I do. <laughs> I think it's it it's weird. Um, so this is basically like the um mental hospital version of Folsom Prison Blues. Yeah. In a way yep. that's kind of interesting. Who wrote uh, that like, one? Like I have thoughts on this opening here of like. I, I do think it's interesting that the show is, I guess, drawing a line between this woman's, like, actual schizophrenia that she knows is, like, a thing that isn't real. Like, she knows that her son isn't real. And I kind of like that it drew that disparity because it's, like, 
it, my most like positive reading of this episode is it shows how it's about how um people who are uh like mentally unwell can be preyed upon and like their concerns are not listened to or considered valid because they are labeled as mm -hmm. just like fully like quote unquote crazy um and like you know in this case in this case it's a monster and so like yeah of course no one's gonna believe her but like this is a thing that happens normally as well in terms of like people are people even people who are like mentally unwell are capable of understanding like that there are like the they they are still capable of complex thought is my point yeah like this is literally a conversation that's happening in the episode of like the fact that this is the most vulnerable yeah community or environments that like these individuals are like institutionally less protected um like supernatural is not good at consistently pointing out like the ways that state-sponsored infrastructure fails its citizens um but every now and then it like has an episode where it's like yeah this is bad but it also like it's it, because the show as a whole is not interested in delving into these issues it feels more like it wants to be like look how smart this monster is look how smart we are for thinking of a smart monster yeah it's touristy in the way that a lot of mm -hmm. like episodic shows are in a way that like you know, it's an episodic show, like, it's not a show about this, and I can understand, like, the idea, I guess, of having, like, an, like, a quote-unquote very special episode, or, like, an issue of the week, or whatever, just because, like, you know, it's a big team of writers, and, like, different people have different things they want to explore. I don't think there's necessarily something wrong with an episodic show wanting to take an episode to tackle something that the like creators were interested in at the moment but you're right also that it does feel very much like okay guys today we're gonna talk about this and then we're never gonna acknowledge it again really yeah it just feels like especially in a show that is about like tackling monsters like it's so prone into it's so prone to falling into the like pattern of thought of like this is an individual problem that has no like structural repercussions or reasons yeah. behind it um and mm -hmm. so like on the occasion that it does acknowledge that there are structural failures that in like at play here like it's it's frustrating that it fails to follow through on that thread mm -hmm. it's too yeah. libertarian to ever do social commentary like it'll try it'll hint at it but yeah, like this is this episode is aware of these failings yes. and like it's mm -hmm. it's po pointing at them like, hmm, this is a cool setting for an episode, um, but it's not. Yeah, that's a show right that wants that. to really deal with yeah. it. Yeah, it, it digs think, into it. Why it's Go. saying it's touristy is, is yeah. perfect. Yeah. Um, description. Yeah, it, it digs into it, it to the extent that it needs to for the episode in a way to like make it seem smarter than it is. And I don't I don't even say that in necessarily a disparaging way. Like lots of pulpy stories like are interested in at the very least touching on like quote unquote like real problems with society. Um but yeah, even even for like the the genre that this is working on, um it it really has its cake and eats it too in that way, particularly with Wendy, which is just just bad. Yeah. It's it's a red herring that just throws her under the bus. Yeah. Like, the one thing I can say is that at least they didn't kill her. <laughs> like, that's where the bar is. 
Yeah. Yeah, she did survive. But, like, this episode individually does at least, like, make an effort towards acknowledging these problems and, like... It doesn't have the scope to handle it in the like to the degree that we we would maybe want it to, um, because the show isn't gonna do that. But like this episode by itself, as one episode about something, like it's not bad in terms of it's just like bad. the fact that it's acknowledging the problem, et cetera. Like and I the said, there's interesting it, stuff here. Uh-huh. The way it waffles between like humanizing the people who live or who are staying in this um mental institution and making jokes out of them yeah. is, mm-hmm. is weird. And yeah. it, it's very often the line between who is allowed to be humanized and who is a joke is how functional are they? Like, Martin is a sympathetic character. He is mostly functional. And I hate using functioning labels. Um, but, like, in this way, he is on the spectrum of, quote-unquote, <laughs> closer of, to like normative, yeah. Yeah. His ability like, to pass as, like, a normative person. Like, yeah, he checked himself he in. Seems, he wasn't brought yeah. in. Yeah. He just seems a little bit nervous. He's traumatized. Um, we don't know exactly what's going on with him, but he's not talking to himself. Or... Um, Dancing with people a, no one else can see. Yeah, exactly. We to see, bring another we, episode. Example from the episode. Yeah. He is, he is very contrasted against that specific person. But... So it's it's weird that it, like, again, it's having its cake and eating it, too, where it's, like, we want to make the ha-ha jokes at the quote-unquote crazy people, but also we want to be politically correct and, like, point out that there are problems with the uh, institutionalization of mentally ill people. And it's, like, you can't do that. You either well, punch down... Yeah, yeah it feels, or you it feels a little it. bit like the cop episodes in that it, like leans into like a little bit of a bad apples mentality in terms of societal problems where it's like the the mental institute itself is not the problem the problem is that there's a monster in the institute Mm -hmm. um and so because this monster is preying on people who aren't believed like it's not that the disbelief is the problem it's that the monster is the problem does does that make any sense does that make any sense um yeah like instead of instead of like okay the problem is the attitude society holds towards these people the problem is that the wraith is going to eat these people yeah because these people Mm -hmm. would be fine i get like in in the in the context of the episode they would be fine if there was no monster preying on them yeah the only problem with this specific ward is the monster in there there's nothing about, like, you know, people being abused, nothing about, like, the over-medication uh, in order to keep people docile, you know, all of the horror stories you hear from people who have been forcibly committed. Yeah, and there's nods towards that with, like, Cuckoo's, ne- Cuck- yeah, Cuckoo's Nest that Dean makes. And the but, fact like, that it is the nurse who's doing this. It is somebody yeah. in a position of power. It's not yes. an inmate preying on the others. Is inmate Which the right in- word? I don't, I don't know. know. It's not a patient preying on the others. Yeah. Um, yeah, and in that sense, Presence. like, in, in the way that monsters in Supernatural often do, like, represent things. Like, this is a monster, like, representing that sort of person, which, like, I'll I'll give it a pass with that, I guess, in terms yeah. of if they had, like, a normal human... Actually, hmm. If they had a, a normal person who was doing that sort of thing, that would have made a better red herring than Wendy. So maybe they should have done true. it. That's true. I mean, they had the whole thing of like Martin's, you know, going off of patient testimony about this monster that he hasn't seen. If there actually was no monster, 
like if we pulled in the benders, mm. that could have been a really interesting direction where there isn't actually anything supernatural going on, but these people are still in danger and you're still not believing them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like just because the people who are being killed are seeing a monster um, doesn't necessarily mean that there's nothing there and that yeah. they're committing suicide. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there's a way to do this episode in a way that is not like tasteless. In 2009? No way. It's 2010, actually. We've crossed the oh, January it's 2010 border. now? All right. Um, but like, I and I think the only way to make it uh, bearable is to have people who like have had experience in uh, the psychiatry system and in mm-hmm. wards and things like that. But even then, it's like, do, you, do would you, would they even want to tell that story? Like, is that a yeah. like? But the the supernatural writers, even with my most like reparative reading of this episode, it is still like ugh ugh. Yeah, like it's I like think they were genuinely the trying to say something about like yes. this setting, but it's also very 2010, which means they can yeah. still punch down and get away with it. Also, yeah. it's, it's like the the that one episode of Doctor Who. Um, if if I in my memory we were like kind of positive on asylum. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh because asylum like was actually like this person who is in a position of yeah. power is Asylum is doing monstrous. the thing we were talking about, yeah. Yeah. Um but of and course asylum used our biases against um institutionalized people against us and subverted yeah. that. This episode does not do that. Yeah, because it's like we're in we're in peak neoliberal brain right now. Like all the bad things are in the past, and the present is good. And thus, like mm-hmm. it's only a like old like evil asylum where that happens, and not like modern day mm-hmm. uh, psych wards. Oh, the Rosa Parks episode. That's the episode oh. that I was referencing. Where it's like you're trying to say something, but you're kind of saying this, it in a weird way. This episode isn't as bad really as the bad. Rosa Parks episode of Doctor Who. That <laughs> I cannot believe we just complimented an Andrew Dab episode in this way. <laughs> At least this is writing an episode so bad. <laughs> At least this episode isn't rewriting history. It's true. It's true. Um. Okay. Anyway. Uh. So Sam and Dean, we we haven't even talked to pass the first scene. Um. Sam and Dean check themselves in and like uh we talked about. They um they're they're just explaining the plot of the show. This scene's really fun. You can really tell that like Sam and Dean are super like having a good time being able to just say everything. Yeah. Like they're just throwing I, it all out there. I also like that it comes back to bite them because the Wraith was like, yes. you guys came in literally like admitting to being hunters. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. <laughs> it's good. It, yeah, I like that. Um it's also just fun i love dramatic irony yeah yeah also the jacting in the scene is really fun because he's being all like dismissive of sam's claims and then it turns out his angle is actually not to say this isn't true but to like yeah it's also establish himself as quote-unquote crazy it's very fun it's great yeah it's a it's a fun it's probably the best scene in this episode just in terms of Uh like this is just a fun scene to watch i like the boys having a good time here yeah, there's a yeah. bit where Dean's like, my brother is, and like, 
does a little circle by his head and makes a whistling sound. And the doctor's like, okay, thank you. That's really not necessary. So, like, at least diversity win? Like, what do I even say to that? Yeah, Dean's playing up being an asshole. Yeah. Yes. Like, for the bit. Which is what makes the heel turn so funny. It's a really good setup. Yeah, it's good. Yes, it is. Also, um, before this, in the... uh, Yeah, this is still the cold open... Um, Dr. Fuller says, Susan, there's no such thing as monsters. And Ace was like, he doesn't know he's in the monster show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even know. Um, also, there's, when, when Susan starts screaming that she's under attack, she's like, help me. Um, and the nurse kind of like rolls her eyes down the hall. Not the nurse who's the wraith, a different nurse. She's like, they're starting early tonight. Yeah, yeah that... that. That might be like the most cutting commentary yeah. about the disbelief that these people face. Like, she's screaming for help, and they're just like, damn, this again. They don't even, like, bother checking. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, like, the cold open actually gave me, like, high hopes for this episode, because it was pretty interesting. Yeah. I'm done with the scene. Like I said, I have three notes for this episode, so I'm just kind of free-balling in here. (laughs) Thanks, Ash. Also, um, admitting it on the air, uh, I don't have any notes for the next episode. I have a blank page with the title and a picture. I have um I have seven notes for the next episode. The thing the thing about me is though, is my brain works best when I'm in conversation. Yeah. I don't take good notes, but once you like talk to me about things, I'll go on. We know. Mm-hmm. We know, Ash. And we love you. That's mm-hmm. why I'm not ashamed to say um... well, I'm a little bit ashamed. That's why I don't feel <laughs> as bad for not having any notes for the next episode. Uh anyway, we meet Martin, um, who I like a lot. I like Martin. Hold up. Okay. Emma, is Martin in season eight? What? I haven't seen season eight. Yes, but we're literally writing season eight era fic. And I rely on you entirely, but um, his wiki page, which I have not clicked on, does say he's in seasons five and eight. So he comes back. Oh, and seven. Kind of. Maybe he's mentioned. Okay, I think he's mentioned in seven and shows up in eight. (gasps) do what no yeah yeah that's why i'm so upset okay i was like that name sounds really familiar (sighs) supernatural continues to disappoint me anyways yeah we like martin in this episode yeah he's like this this actor is like trying his best and i think like succeeding at like playing a character who is like you know who is probably suffering from like a serious some serious form of ptsd is the vibe Mm -hmm. that i get from martin and yeah, like exactly. is selling it. Like I think he did a good job. Yeah. I also I a little character detail that I like is that he paints clowns. He yeah, does. He makes a bad joke about it. Um, but then to make yeah. up for it, he's like, it's good, which is a little bit cute. Mm-hmm. Um, before Martin walks in, sorry, I feel like I keep backtracking, but before Martin walks in, Sam and Dean have this conversation about how uh sam is worried and dean's like i'm not gonna wallow in the tragedy of our friend's deaths and sam goes you dean you always do this you can't just keep this crap in and he goes watch me that's my second dean Uh uh-huh oh dean buddy also he uses the words loony bin and head shrink so yep yeah i mean that's dean being Dean. yeah that's dean being dean he's clings to those beliefs to the end of the episode he has learned nothing yep Mm mm-hmm yeah, I, I, I do think I would have liked if Sam had, like, 
prodded him more in that way. Like, if you're gonna have the, like, asshole character be in it, which he is. Like, I, I love Dean, but he is an asshole. He is um, the asshole character. If you're gonna have is. him be doing this in this episode, like, you could have the non-asshole character be, like, calling him on his language a little bit more, but yeah, whatever, Sam, I guess. Sam in season one was like, why do you talk to cops that way, dude? And he's not, like, being like, hey, that's outdated language? Like, yeah. I just think it's it's probably a weakness of Andrew Dabb's writing, but I have some thoughts about Sam r- yeah. related to the next episode. That, yeah, uh, Sam is Interrupted is they're, a they're Dean Girl episode disguised as a Sam episode, and Swap Me is a Sam yes. episode. Yes, uh-huh. yeah, like, Sam's Sam's in, actually in the title do a lot of in this, this episode. one, and Dean is the thumbnail. Yeah, I don't know why it's called. It tries to be about Sam's like rage issues, and I'm sure Sam girls enjoy it for its tasty, tasty rage issues. But it's not actually about Sam at all. Yeah, not no. really. I guess he gets to be the one on the table at the end. It is often Dean, <laughs> like that's talking to the monster or whatever. That's Waiting true. For objectifiers of Jarpad, I guess. Yeah. If you guys um, are out there. <laughs> Doctor Fuller calls their relationship dangerously codependent. Yeah, That's, he's right. He he's right. <laughs> oh, um, he, when when he splits them up into separate group meetings, yeah, uh, because he he thinks that Dean and Sam would benefit from time apart. When Sam and Dean and Martin are all hanging out and chatting, I was like, oh, I know the scene. It's the popular table at the mental hospital, just like Tumblr. <laughs> Please tell me you know the post. <laughs> that rings a bell. Anyway, Dean throughout this episode is just like, I will keep my emotions right here, and then one day I'll die. And then he did. Yep. And then he fucking did. I like Martin specifically for his bit where, um, here, he says, a couple of patients have had glimpses, but not a lot to go on. And Dean says, are they reliable? And Martin goes, oh, sure. Why wouldn't they be? And Dean looks around sarcastically and goes, gee, I don't know. Yeah. And then not, yeah, a good he says, not a good look, I, Dean, I, but good job, Martin. Not a good look, Dean. I know you boys think I'm a bag of loose screws. Now, you wouldn't be wrong, but I wouldn't have called you unless there was something here. I can feel it in my gut. And then they, like, have a look at each other and Sam's like, we believe you, which I do like. Mm-hmm. But again, if, if Martin were just a little bit less functional, would they be as gung-ho to help him? Mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, he's a friend of their dad, so I think so. Even I don't know if, if like, they really was... believe him. I th- feel like it's definitely possible to get a reading that they're just going along with him because then they're like, well, have you checked any evidence? And he's like, oh, no, I I don't do that anymore. He doesn't want to be around dead bodies. He starts, like, stuttering and flinching at that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The fr- Maybe, but the framing, he wasn't framed as, like, quote-unquote crazy or unreliable. Uh, during the scene, he is like center frame a lot, like with the two boys looking at him in a position of like, yeah, because he's their source author- and like, it's an episode, so you know there really is a monster yeah. or something to get after. So like, it's not like this is a goose chase because there wouldn't be a show anything to show us. Um, yeah, so, I like, think there, we I know think that Mar is reliable enough that like it would be boring if the characters were just completely dismissing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there is a reading. I don't think it's the intended reading. Yeah, but that's okay. Supernatural is not for intended readings. <laughs> um, and then we get the uh, this like dis- discussion circle. Uh, we meet Ted, who is like, "There's a monster who's trying to eat us all. You should listen to me about the monster." Which Ted's the guy yeah. in the cold open who saw the monster. Mm-hmm. Um, um, another patient tries to chime in, Sam? and she's like, "I saw it too. It had big lobster claws." And he's like, "No, it didn't." Um, he says, "Stop helping." She says, "It was an alien, like on X Files." Yeah. Which I did think was a little bit funny. Ding. <laughs> Ding. Yep. Yeah. 
I didn't dislike that. She's yes-anding him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's trying to help. Yeah. Yeah. He says, stop helping. Um, Dr. Fuller says, do you need me to call the orderlies or can you behave? Which is so fucking condescending. Yeah. Ugh. Dr. Fuller's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dean's playing checkers with himself. He is. He says, king me, and laughs at his own joke. He's it's... playing by himself. And then he goes and has a conversation with himself. Okay, so in hindsight, since we've already done the synopsis, we can say that Dr. Cartwright is not here. He's already been wraith-poisoned yeah. when he had his checkup. And so he is talking to himself. Every word in this conversation is his own brain talking to him. Yep. So his brain conjures a hot lady to psychoanalyze him. Yep. And so he immediately, of course, hits on her. He's like, you're my shrink, lucky me. She opens her file and goes, and you're my paranoid schizophrenic with narcissistic personality disorder and religious psychosis. Lucky yep, me. She, yep. <laughs> Which yep. is a list of words for sure. I feel like I, I wrote down like narcissistic personality disorder, really, because I don't think that's like right for what whatever Dean's got going on. No. Um, no. but I can see it, I guess, being something that he thinks he has. Yeah, mm, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Or something like he I, wants I think if anything, think he if has. I were to armchair diagnose Dean, <laughs> it would be like borderline. Um. But not, I don't think NPD, <laughs> but like you said, I think Dean definitely, it's like a confidence thing. Yeah. Also, she asks, how many hours a night do you sleep? And he says, three or four every couple of nights. He's yeah, so he tired yeah. all the like time. And this is, something. Yeah, this is, 50 something week. this is like a thing written on like the Dean whiteboard or whatever in the Supernatural writer's room, because this is Dean only sleeping for four hours has come up multiple times. Mm -hmm. Yes, it has. Dean is chronically oh, sleep deprived. Oh my god, yeah. I get like five or six hours and I'm like barely functioning by the end of the day. If I get less than like seven and a half hours at like 11am, I'm like, okay, who's ready to fucking die? <laughs> but I'm also on a very short fuse already, so. I stayed up late this weekend because I didn't realize there was going to be work today, today being Monday. Um, and it was a mistake because I was on like three times as much sleep as dean but not enough yeah i'm like a top can you imagine being on four hours of sleep all the time no and your life is to kill monsters i would just and no, you probably no, no wonder you he probably wants to die all the terrible time nightmares when you do uh-huh manage to sleep and like he's literally been to hell i wonder if this was the four hour thing did it come up before hell that's no, a good I question think the last time it i think the last time in only other time it came up was when he was talking to Cass in the end. But don't quote me on that. His, his like, not sleeping has come oh, up right. before he needs, that. that. That is where he said, I just need, like, four hours once in a while, and that was But the specific, four. specific four hours, I think, is that that's where that was said specifically before. But we've known Dean doesn't do sleep well. But I can't like... remember what episode he says he only needs four hours of sleep in. <laughs> um... This conversation is good. It's really snappy. I like the way they play like question and answer, basically, or like mm -hmm. they trade yeah. questions back and forth. Back where and forth. He'll they also ask do a her... Hannibal reference. Yes, he he yeah. sucks his. It does the teeth sucking thing, or not suck? He does the weird noise that Hannibal makes. The lip wobble. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't do it into the mic. I'll kill you. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good scene where like yeah, he'll ask a hunting related question, and she'll ask a question about like whatever's going on with him. Mm -hmm. Like, let's talk about your father. Um, 
He says he's never been in a relationship in a, longer, yeah, than, two longer than two months. Yeah. Which is insane because he was in love with Cassie. Yeah. Yep. But... Like, I'm not saying that you can't, like, fall in love in two months, but I think that says something about Dean is that he it was less than two so months fast. and he was... Yeah. Yeah. And he was fucked for her. Um, um, and then immediately, yeah, let's talk about your father. And then we don't see the rest of that conversation, but he looks, the transcript says he looks kind of depressed. We meet Wendy next. We do. He turns around and it's... bam, she says, she, she doesn't say anything. She just kisses she him. She just starts kissing Sam him. Sam just stands there. Wendy goes, hi. He says, hi. She says, I'm Wendy. He goes, uh-huh. She walks away. She smacks Dean on the butt and walks away. That's it. Like, that's the entire Wendy scene, part yep. one. And then Sam says the equivalent of "You can't stick your dick in crazy." Yeah. And Sam and Dean goes, oh, "But I wanna." He goes, "I was so torn." Yep. This is a bad scene. Start to finish. This scene sucks. I mean, good for Wendy, I guess. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Ask people's consent before you kiss them, though. Like that's also uh-huh. not a win. No, it's bad. I'm just making a joke yeah. to because I feel awkward about it. Um. Uh. Rip to Ted. Ted's mm-hmm. dead. Rip Ted. And then Sam investigates his brain. This scene's kind of cool. I like that he's the the like weird prop they have for his like dried up like husk of a brain is pretty neat. It's just this like gross little like smush. I don't know what to call it. It looks like it's just like a little black like what you think of when you hear the word kidney. Well, it's bigger than that. Like I agree with you. No, in terms of like texture and color. Texture, yeah. Well, it it's looks like, like what if you dehydrated a plum. Yeah. Yes. It looks that's, like a, that's actually, not just a prune. Yes. It's a really big date. Yes. It, no. It does look like a prune. They, thank you. That is actually what I was like trying to reach for. Yeah. It looks <laughs> like work. a like dehydrated fruit. Yeah. Got there eventually. Like it's all like black and wrinkly and like it, it almost looks burnt. Yeah. It's like crunchy looking. And it's like a weird shape. It's been like it's like you know Shriveled. brains are not like uniform exactly but they have like a they have like an oval shape in general and this one has like caved in it's like yeah this one is it's yeah it's shriveled like emma said like not a uniform shape anymore yeah it was pretty gross um if you're sensitive to gore i don't recommend this scene it's squishy um it is squishy but like it, it's cutting back and forth between sam doing his nasty little medical experiments and dean standing out so well, i guess post-mortem experiments and Dean standing outside t- keeping guard in a t-shirt so I'm just like ew yeah. brains mm, titties back and forth <laughs> as our Dean is like goes is pretend crazy this uh pudding gif was popular in yield fandom mm-hmm. of course the, I mean uh, he does make fan. he does make like a funny face yeah he's very cute he's making the colon capital d face mm-hmm. awesome face it's fucking bizarre so that they just put Ted's slide. body back. Like no one's gonna notice someone took his brain it's, out. Like they, yeah, they yeah. put his brain back. That's that you did it, they, you guys. You know when he was catch you. What? They rolled high. Yeah. I mean, Sam like fair. throws his um, bloody gloves in the trash can just as the door opens. He Kobe's it too. Uh. To be fair though, the nurse that finds them is the wraith. Yeah. So if she had been like hey these guys were like cutting this guy's head open they'd be like oh my god this guy's brain has been fucking emulsified and yeah. there's this weird entry wound on his neck so you know yeah i think it was easier to be like oh you're just gonna have a little panic attack later and you'll be harmless it's fine um then they go talk to martin and we see his journal i think 
I think this is his journal that he has the picture of the wraith in. Which like it's yeah, interesting the, that he the I don't know did he like journal at least. smuggle that in? It's it's I like that hunter journals all have this like very specific vibe. Mm-hmm. It's this like real like scrapbooky like slapdash thing with like a nice like leather case. It's it's a cool little journal. He's like got this drawing on like graph paper of like the horrible wraith head, which is also a neat thing because yeah, like you said, he draws clowns, but like. This is a this is a character trait like we we like he he just likes to draw in general like this is a good drawing. It's a prerequisite of hunting. You have to have an art degree. Just kidding. Can you imagine hunting requiring a degree? That's the antithesis of what's <laughs> happening here. Uh huh. Oh, also, this is the weird John Wayne Gacy joke. Yeah. Uh, Martin says it could be any Peter, Paul, and Mary in the joint. Diversity win canonically Christian. Yeah. Oh, those are the <laughs> apostles. Or I was like, what the fuck do you mean? What does John and Paul have it's, to do it's, with the Virgin it's, yeah, Mary? Yeah, it's like, it's a different variation of Sam, Dick, and Harry. Yeah, and I was like, but I've never like... heard of that one. Diversity Laws, the person whose favorite uh, musical is Jesus Christ Superstar didn't recognize Well, there's a, there's a, there's a folk group um, called Peter, Paul, and Mary, so. Diversity an... Laws times two. I don't know. Uh, they were Vietnam War protest singers, apparently. So so this is where Sam says, what's it doing in a mental hospital? And Dean says, a nuthouse. It's a perfect captive victim pool. So, like, at yeah. once perpetuating the ableist language and yeah. acknowledging the, like, problems of ableism. Uh, and Martin says, sure, That's who's going to believe a patient when they say they saw a monster? It's the perfect hunting ground. So we've talked about yeah. this. It's, yeah. We get another Dean Cartwright scene. This scene's interesting. Yeah. Again, Dean talking to himself slash like yeah. talking interrogating himself. himself. Yeah. Um, she says, Why do you hunt monsters? Why not let somebody else do it? And Dean says, Can't find anybody else that dumb like as his joke answer, but his real answer is it's my job. Somebody's gotta save people's asses. So there's so is there a quota? How many people do you have to save? Dean says, All of them. Yeah. This part makes me need to lie down. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, end point where it's like, we did it, we saved people. It's just in perpetuity. Yeah, you which, just, which just in a way... You save everybody I, until you die yourself. Like, that's how it works. In, in a way, I actually like that a lot, because a lot of media like this, you kill the bad thing and then you win. Yeah, no, it's good in that, like, it acknowledges that work is ongoing. It's just so yeah. depressing, because this work is hell. Yes, yes, yeah. And there's no way to, like, even if they beat Lucifer... There's, it's not like there's not going to be ghosts. Like, there's no way to end yeah. the systemic problems yep. because people are always going to die. I guess if you made sure everyone in the world died happy, there wouldn't be ghosts. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to chase uh-huh. this rabbit hole as far as I can. Like, happy if and completely satisfied. Yeah, if everybody died happy and nobody died, like, tragically young or unexpectedly, then I guess there would be no ghosts. And then the Winchesters could finally retire. <laughs> Emma, you've you've created the like character motivation for like the new up and coming Shonen Jump manga. This is my new little anime boy who wants to make sure there'll never be any ghosts again, and so he has to make everybody happy. Aww. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, the point yeah, is I Dean mean... Dean doesn't get to do anything besides saving everybody. Yeah. She says that's horrible. He says, "Yeah, tell me about it. You are telling yourself about it, Dean." She said, oh, okay. So then she says, I mean, apocalypse or no apocalypse, monsters or no monsters, that's a crushing weight to have on your shoulders to feel like six billion lives depend uh-huh. on you. God, how do you get up in the morning? And he just kind of stares for a minute and then he goes, that's a good question. And then they get interrupted by plot. 
Yeah. <sighs> this is like this is like on the opposite end of the spectrum of the conversation with Demon Dean and Dream a Little Dream of Me. Yeah. Elaborate on that. Um, Dean is talking to himself. Oh yeah, sure. That part. And in this one, we don't know at this point, the first time you watch this episode, yes. that he's doing that. You you just think that she's very sympathetic. Um, she's a Dean girl. Also, I wanna I wanna point out um, when you watching this again, knowing that uh, Doctor Cartwright is a figment of his imagination, uh, it's pretty cool. Because in the first scene, she's introduced when he's playing checkers with himself, and she yeah, sits across from him exactly. on the opposite side where his invisible opponent would have been. And in this scene, they're framed leaning against like a corner, and so they there is like a barrier between them whenever they like are uh, in the shot. And like the final one, they are like mirrored with each other on opposite sides of like this corner of the wall. Mm. It's cool. I mean, he does check her in the mirror. It's just that she's not, she doesn't exist at all, so she, he still sees her in the mirror as she is, or there isn't. Um, because she's like, so I could be a monster, and he glances up and goes, no, yeah. you're clean. He doesn't yet know that his eyes are unreliable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we get Sam and Wendy, is my next note. Yeah, well, he also sees um, the ghoul in the mirror for like a second. Yeah, which but that, that was plot. Got, like, I covered it in the synopsis. Face. I don't have a note for it. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to point out like the cool fucked up face for Oh yeah, that's pretty the... cool. It's like decaying. It's a it's a good um like uh it's good makeup or a mask yeah. probably. The practical effects are good. Yeah. I love a jacked up face in Supernatural. So true. Uh then we meet Wendy again and it's bad. Uh what else happens? Yeah, they're they're like in middle of talking, they're they're passing out the knives and she starts walking towards them and then he goes, oh no, not today, sweetheart, come on, keep walking, and instead she just, like, pushes Sam against the wall and starts kissing him. Sam is so yeah. obviously not kissing her back. He is not having this. He is uncomfortable. This is definitely assault. Yeah, his eyes are wide open and he's, like, raising his eyebrows, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's bad. And then she does the he's larger line and walks away. And Sam, sorry, Dean goes, you've had worse. Andrew Dab. Sleep with one eye open. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, this is where Martin refuses to participate in the hunt. Um, we still don't know what happens in Albuquerque, but the boys do. Yeah. And Martin says, you don't know the half of it. I used to be just like you two. I used to think I was invincible. And then, well, I found out I'm not. And Dean says, Martin, you're still a hunter. But Martin says, no, I'm useless. Yeah, like you said, it's the Bobby thing. Yeah, that like dichotomy of either a hunter or useless. Yeah, and it's like, again, like, Bobby, he's clearly not. He identified that it's a wraith, like, he still has, like, all his, like, knowledge and know-how, even if he can't directly fight. I mean, but right after this, he stops Sam from murdering fight. a random person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, again, I don't think the, the um, show agrees with Martin. Right. Uh, and it continues to, like, circle the, like, you know, toxic masculinity culture of, like, being a hunter, but also the show, like, idolizes it too much to ever, like, truly explore that. It's only gonna, like, nod at it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is why I re- I referred to it as refusal of the call in my synopsis. Like, right after this, Martin yeah. is gonna be participating. Um, yeah. He's just not performing violence. Uh, and then we get this little fight scene, like you just said, stop Sam from killing the doctor. Um... And then we get like it's, uh, it was Sam. it was kind of weird. Um, I get that this is the Sam season five arc, and therefore we need to like build on slash play up his like anger issues. But like Sam, those are people. He's like beating up these orderlies that are trying to stop him from getting to the wraith. He's not like trying to reason yeah. with them because he knows they won't believe him. Like he's just he's beating the shit out of these guys. 
Those are human yeah, beings. Yeah, he did. He knows that. He he did get injected with the with the crazy juice. I That's guess true. is the the reason. Like both him and Dean have been like it's taking effect on them over the course of this episode, and Dean's like we see it with uh it's much deeper effects later on but the early version for dean is uh the doc is dr cartwright and the early version for sam is like his anger issues like going uh really out there there's also there's an interesting thing later where she says like i don't it, it's weird in terms of like this doesn't make any physical sense but whatever it's a metaphor it doesn't matter her like <laughs> crazy saliva um makes it like exacerbates what is already there rather than just like quote unquote making you crazy mm -hmm. which i'm using crazy a lot just in because of like it's what it's too there's no point being like um how do i phrase this it's so patently absurd that like there's no need to like it, it it like the show is is might as well be saying like ooh they're crazy and the way they act at the end of this episode like it is there's no nuance to it at all is my point yeah and like in in I mean in that way like crazy is not like crazy is a description of non normative behavior and it, it it like talking about an episode like this really shows how like inherently unstable that like term is yeah um because like it, it's kind of ephemeral in that way of like what what do you define as like acting crazy yeah there was a part in the recap where um dean says you know who does that crazy people we are insane from um yellow fever which i yeah. think was also andrew dab because it, it was yeah. yes yeah um anyway my point is um it's interesting, like, the, the the anger issues for Sam make sense as a thing to be exacerbated. What do we think about Dean's, like, I guess, like, psychosis here as, like, a thing that the show is implying is, like, latent within him? We've talked before about, like, Dean talking to, like, manifestations of himself with, like, Demon Dean, for example. Um, I don't know, I'm curious what y'all's thoughts are uh, here as, like, chronic Dean thinkers. Hmm. I think it's easy to make the jump to the idea that Dean maybe talks to people who aren't there. Um, like, if we think about Stanford era Dean, when he was all by himself for, like, years at a time, or at least months at a time, you know, like, he was he was by himself. Like, loneliness is not good for the human mind. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Like, I think it's totally plausible he could have just, like, imagined conversations that didn't happen because no one was there to have them with him. Yeah. Um... I think, and, you know, some of this may be projecting, um, but Dean has a very unstable sense of identity, so I think what this is probably, like, for me, what this could po be pointing to is, like, dissociative identity um, stuff. Like, somewhere on that spectrum, um, probably mixed with, you know, psychosis in the form of hallucinations. Um, but, like... I think the idea of like talking to people and then those people, sorry, Alex is getting stuff out of the fridge. Um, seeing people who quote unquote aren't there and talking to them and then being reflections of like certain aspects of himself and uh, telling him what's going on in his head because otherwise he cannot comprehend it. Yeah. Um, I, I've done that before. 
I'm not saying he's plural or anything, but I think he lands in that, like, weirdness of, like, dissociative identity. So that's a really big umbrella term. Yeah, there's a good post out there um, about that and about how, like, we don't have, like, there's a long history of, like, humans, like, talking to things that aren't, like, materially, materially, mm, materially. materially there in the, like, external world. Uh, and there being lots of different versions of that and like the way modern uh, psychology like lumps it all under one thing, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's the, and the idea of unity in the human mind yeah, is, which is more is, of an aberration than it is normal. Yeah, it's not. It's literally our brain is two different halves that we can separate. Um, but the, the anyway, what I what I was going to say is, like, yeah, I think you're on the money with that. And like, I think you both are like I, I agree very much with both of what you're saying. Like, my reading of this when I was watching it, it was like, oh, Dean needs to have someone... Dean is so repressed that he needs to, like, make up a person to, like, tell him the things that he mm -hmm. does intrinsically know about himself but refuses to acknowledge. He needs outside validation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, this episode started with Sam being... I mean, not started, but, like... Early on in this episode, Sam was like, Dean, you need to process your feelings. And so Dean was like, I would rather not. Uh, and then a doctor comes by mm -hmm. and says, hey, process your feelings with me. To. But it's not even a real doctor. It's just Dean's mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would like, I would love to hear of some DID, people's DID, Dean headcanons, now that it's in my brain. I have brain worms. We all got brain worms. We all got brain worms. You're not special. <laughs> <laughs> Are, are we good to move to the next scene? <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we get, we get. I guess Very not drunk Sam. Sam. We get, we get inebriated Sam again. Yeah, he's um, he's. Uh, Dean says, "You okay?" And Sam goes, "No, I'm not okay. I am awesome." And Dean goes, "They gave you something?" And he says, "Oh yeah, they gave me everything. They gave me everything. It's which spectacular." Is funny. Dean says, you always were a happy drunk, which is patently not true. That's what I was so going to say. I was like, Dean, the one time we've seen Sam drunk, he was so cranky. No, we've seen him twi twice. He's been like, like sobbing drunk. Twice? I'm thinking yeah, of think, um, Playthings and what was the other one? There's Playthings. There's another time um, where it's it's during the era where like he's not being trusted um he's like day drinking mm -hmm. they go to a bar and he he is like ordering drinks like in the middle of the day because he's like feeling super messed up about something i don't remember what episode it is okay i'll take it like for it four, i don't remember what sure. it was like then but i sin city yeah. he day drinks in sin city maybe it was sin city i just uh tried the cherry blossom flavored Lacroix. <laughs> it's interesting <laughs> thank you for this life update <laughs> Yeah, you're welcome. I just feel the need to, to share. No, it I want cherry fans. flavor. It, no, it's cherry blossom. Oh, that's not a food. It's not cherry. Do people eat cherry blossoms? It tastes like a flower. Okay. I'm having my squeezed lemonade flavored vitamin water zero. I just oh, have I regular love water. vitamin water. I have so many vitamin water. Yeah. I got strawberry lemonade vitamin water. I haven't tried it yet. Um. So Dean's like, I don't know why the doctor wasn't the wraith. I saw it. And Sam's like, well, maybe you're going crazy. You've been at least half crazy for a long time. Half crazy is like, I don't know, if there's something going on with, I don't know, like terminology around sanity in this episode. Yeah. 
I just says, looking at my actually, notes. Hold on a second. He says, and since you got back from hell, or since before that, even. <sighs> yeah, he yeah. has had problems disorder for a long time, huh? Yep. It's almost like you're both mentally ill. Yep. Why were we saying? Sorry, I was just I was I was just looking at my notes and saw what one, one of them is. There's a lot going on in this episode, and I don't know how I feel about any of it. Um. Sam puts his hand on Dean's shoulder, the, yeah, the one with like, the handprint, um, and Dean kind of looks at it. We don't see the handprint, says, to be clear. He's wearing sleeves. I just know that it's yeah. the handprint arm. Yeah. He says, you're my brother, and I still love you. And yeah! That nose. part made me very excited. They do say I love you at least one time. Yeah. He has to be inebriated to do it, but it was, it was sweet. Got there and then in the little, end. little nose boop. <laughs> little nose boop. It's so cute. Yeah. I want to hang out with drunk Sammy. <laughs> I don't know. I want to hang out with High Sammy, not Drunk yeah, Sammy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, High fair. Sammy no, is more true. fun drunk than Drunk Sammy. Drunk Sammy is depressed. Mm -hmm. I need to smoke weed with this bitch. Yep. Actually, you know what? I think Sam Wayna. Sam, I think wine Silene Wayna, actually. and weed. So true. Um, Ideal blunt And also circle. apparently margarita. I say this as if I've ever done any drugs in my life, but that is not a judgment call on the people who have. I think that they should have fun together. Mm-hmm. I think wine. I think wine and wine and weed make Sam happy. Happy inebriated, and any like hard liquor is just like straight to depression town. So we uh, we see Erica again. We do now. She's Dr. mean Cart to Dr. him. Doctor Cartwright. Now she's mean to him. This is the this is the rule rule threes going about its business again. Mm. As um, Love this is threes. the reveal so where she is not she is not real. Yeah. Um, he says, come on, I'm fine, okay? I'm fine. And he says, sorry, and she says, come on, even you don't believe that. <sighs> She's literally manifested by his pressure, own head. It's killing you. You can't save everybody. You can't. And then, then yeah, comes the turn the here is very good. Hell, these days you can't save anybody, Dean. You got Ellen and Joe killed. You shot Lucifer. You couldn't gank him. She's talking yeah, like him now, which is voice. fun. It's tasty. Yeah. Couldn't stop Sam from killing Lilith. And oh yeah, you broke the first seal. All you do is fail. Do you only think that you, Dean Winchester, with a GED and a give him hell attitude, were gonna beat the devil? I actually changed my mind. This might be my favorite scene in the episode. It's such a good, like, little twist. Yeah, the like rising tension where it's just like increasingly confusing and then the reveal that she's not real. Mwah. My one note for this scene so after the word gank is just a frowny face underlined. <laughs> Uh, also he saved very all good very good himself. acting from her too yep i'm so distraught yeah and then the orderly comes over and is like dude what's happening and we get like uh the sh scene from his perspective and cartwright's not there and then like um the rest of this episode is like shaky cam basically uh like i'd noticed the camera like wobbling a lot more which i guess is to convey their like quote-unquote fractured psyche <laughs> Which, like, it's fine. It it conveys the tension well enough. I do like that Dean is, like, seeing everyone with jacked up Wraith faces now. Yeah, just, like, like turn the tension know. up on his brain. Yeah. Like, now that he knows he's quote-unquote crazy, it doesn't pay to make him, like, target one specific wrong individual. So you just gotta take him out of the picture entirely by making him not trust yeah. any of the things he sees. Uh, then we have Dr. Fuller's speech about Sam's anger. Which is like yeah, which, so on which... the nose. It's amazing. Doctor Fuller isn't like in on the plot. Yeah. Uh, he's like, um, people can learn to live with delusions, but the anger I saw in you, the look in your eyes when you came after me, it was like you were barely even human, barely like a man human. possessed. Like the the tension, like the closeness on the um, barely even human, a man possessed 
Sam mm-hmm. is extremely struck by these very pointed words. And this is this is why the Dean stuff in this episode is more compelling to me because it's like that feels like it's coming from somewhere real. Like the Sam like barely human stuff like is not has never been that interesting to me because it's not like not a dichotomy we believe in. It does yeah, exactly. It doesn't have any like meaningful connections to like the world. Like even even from a metaphorical angle, like I guess there's the like drug metaphor or like uh, uh, substance metaphor, but it's like Sam never struggled with those things. Like it, it sort of came out of nowhere. They just decided they were gonna do that angle with him, and it's not really. It doesn't really fit. I mean, it's drawing on the way that Lucifer was like, "Yeah, stoke that rage, Sam. I'm gonna need it." So now to have all these characters tell him you're very angry is scaring him because it means yes. he's becoming more like what Lucifer wants from him. So like I see what oh, they're yeah, going for. It's just like it's compelling. not it doesn't feel like consistent characterization. But on the other hand, like it could be the direction that his character is quote like going slash growing in. I was gonna say growing, it doesn't feel like growth. Like, yeah, his life fucking sucks. It makes sense to be angry all the time. Yeah, that the, the, the him being like I'm so angry all the time. Like we'll we'll come to his like speech at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. I just mean I don't find the reasons for it interesting or like the reasons given here. I think there is stuff um in what he's talked about before about like always being the little brother, always feeling like he like is powerless or like is not the one in charge of his own life etc etc like i can see that sort of like anger at the world and desire a desire to like lash out at things but not knowing what to lash out at because like there's nothing to fight in that way there's except for like himself or like the 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 world vaguely Mm -hmm. um i think all that's interesting but that's not the angle that the doctor takes here he's just like oh you're so angry you're barely human because the show's got to remind us that he's got demon blood in him I will say, though, um, the more I think he... about Sammy, the more of a Sam girl I become. I just can't, like, maintain it. Uh-huh. There's, there's, there's interesting stuff with Sam. Yeah, like, I could I could be into Sam if they had, uh, I don't know, done it differently or had a different actor or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's, there's definitely something compelling about, like, the concept of his character. I love you, Sam girls. You are so brave. <laughs> Which, which, speaking of which, this next scene where, like, everyone's, like, yelling at him. This, this I actually did like in terms of his uh-huh. own self-perception about, like, being a freak. Like, yeah. Dean has, this is, this is ground we've tried before about, like, one of the things Sam fears and worries about is his brother, the basically only person in his life he has, uh, like, no, like, calling him a freak and ostracizing him, which is the thing that literally happened to him. Uh, so makes sense for that to be a thing that he's worried about happening again. Um, but then, yeah, just everyone turning on him. Um, and then, yeah, we see that it's all in his head and he's fighting nothing. Yeah. And so he gets taken away. Um, on the note, um, on the note of like punishment within the institution, um, Dr. Fuller says, if there's one more outburst, I will transfer you to a facility that is equipped to handle violent patients. And believe me, they'll be far, far less forgiving. So like the threat like, the institution yeah. itself being used as a threat. Like, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Also, I just I just want to shout out briefly this dude at 3, at 3044, uh, who also showed up earlier. Just this guy with, like, the biggest beard I've ever seen. Shout out to this extra. I, just, I like his beard and his, like, wild wizard hair. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I just noticed him a couple times in the episode. I'm like, who's this guy? What's his story? 
stories that he's a wizard. Yeah. Uh, Dean watching Sam fight no one is just sitting there. He's just shaking in his seat. He's just a little chihuahua of a man, and I need to put him in my pocket. <laughs> so true. Um, Dean goes and talks to Martin. This is the epiphany. Um, there's a. I don't like that Dean said this, but the the Martin's reply is sort of. I I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, or like cute, I guess, in his delivery, where he's like, probably end up a couple of drooling nutbags, and then is like, is like, oh, I should, probably shouldn't have said that. It goes, no offense. And Martin's just, just like, none taken. He's like, so caught up in like what's going on. He does like little nod. Uh -huh. I don't know. It's just a good character note. I don't have anything to elaborate on this, but the fact that Dean's like, maybe it's the ghost of my dad. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> What does that have to do with anything besides the fact that Dean is fucking traumatized and fucked up? Like, hello? That hello? is, I mean, that is why he said it, right? Is like, it's part of him, like, going crazy, going crazy, quote unquote crazy. Um, yeah, they're literally is, like, oh, something like, made us, you know, the word he uses is crazy. Something made us like this. Something has, you know, changed the way we perceive things. Something has made us unreliable narrators, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe it was our dad. Maybe it was John haunting us. Because we know it's the Wraith, and Martin's like, Dean, it's focus. And he's like, right, right. Crazy throwaway lines. One of my notes is Venom, because of the way Dean's Venom. saying it. There's a bit where, um, oh, Dean says, it's gotta be, and Martin finishes his sentence, the monster, and Dean freaks out and goes, what, where? Uh-huh. He's walking like Jack Sparrow later, because he's trying not to step on the cracks. It's yeah. dumb. Dean, your mom is dead. <laughs> <laughs> I find it very... I assure you, her back is the least of our problems. <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Endearing. I'm very sleepy. It's past midnight. Um, I think it's, it's cute. cute. Yes. Me too, buddy. It's cute. It's also just Well, okay, very, it's not um... that I don't step on the cracks. It's that I have to step on them evenly. If one foot steps on a evenly. crack, the other one has to step on a crack. You oh. gotta balance them. Sometimes. This is not a thing I do every Sweet. time I go outside. But every now and then, I'm like, hmm, look at the floor cracks. So I was just like, wow, he's just like me for real. Good to know. Um, yeah, they're going after Wendy, but but it turns out Wendy's the one who's under attack. Yeah. I like that the nurse licks her horrible proboscis. Yeah. That was creepy. It was good. Yes. Love when women drink blood. Um, it's true. So true. I support, I support women's wrongs. Uh, she beats the shit out of them. Oh, and like, yeah, they get her, but she like escapes. Uh... And then she goes to to suck Sam's brains brain juice. Dean's like the the walls and the lights are all like being weird and like zooming in on him, and he can't see straight as he's like, yeah, the lights are way too Sam. bright. They're like spinning. Martin calls him son. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we get the Wraith's villain monologue. Yeah. Sam. She calls the outside the real world, which I found interesting. Mm, that's true. I feel like in a similar way to like the rhetoric around like protecting children in schools of like oh preparing them for the real world or um, shielding them from the real world or whatever it is like as if kids don't live in the real world um, mm. like children exist though they're people um also this is the I guess I should mention this is the most like nothing or, that's not true there's been more nothing but this is a real nothing like monster in terms of like any connection to actual folklore like oh what's a word we haven't used yet for our brain drinking monster uh wraith i guess Do, who cares that it's a type of ghost with whatever we know we have ghosts already we need more words to use yeah. 
It's whatever. It's fine. I don't care. We can't just make up new words. We can't make up. We're not, not a fantasy novel. Seven. Oh, yeah. they're going to make up new words for season seven? That's <laughs> Great. Well, they're not a fantasy novel yet. Wait, hold on. Are you thinking of season six, Ash? I don't know. I'm thinking of the Hermit Hermit. The Hermit Hermit. I can't wait to meet the Hermit Hermit. <laughs> I'm going to talk about. I Did you think of. I know! <laughs> I can't type. Uh, yeah, yes. is, yeah, those are season six. Okay, well, whatever. This is... I can't believe you would think that of me. And that's why I confirmed. I was like, that doesn't sound right. I don't think I should... That's why I said, are you thinking of season six? Okay, well, I can't remember anything. Everything is season eight to me. <laughs> anyway, this is where the Wraith is basically like, bitches ain't shit. So true. Oh, it's like, hunters don't live up to your rep. Martin's a wreck. He's harmless. You and your brother come in talking tough about killing monsters. Kind of made you easy to spot. But all it took was a touch. Yeah, they did. They did truly roll a one to three on their engagement roll. So true. <laughs> I love it when Wyatt references uh... obscure tabletop games. I don't know if Blades in the Dark is obscure. Yeah, it is. Anything that's not D and D is obscure to anyone that doesn't know anything about tabletop games. Yes, that's fair. But to people, like I've actually seen people bring up Blades in the Dark in the wild. Fair enough. Like once, but it's happened. <laughs> Um, I think it's interesting that the Wraith refers to uh, her tastes as more, like, scientific than supernatural. Like, she's not talking about, like, yeah. the spirit or anything. She's like, yeah, I, dopamine, adrenaline, hormones, chemicals. Those yeah, are this Wraith, I mean, she's like a doctor. Like, I don't know anything about what a Wraith is. They don't because tell us the anything, show yeah. Because still... <laughs> yeah, this show still isn't interested in, like, where monsters come from or what they are. Like, is this a human who, like, got, like, turned into this? Is this, like, a person who was born a wraith and was like, I'm going to become a doctor so I can eat people who are mentally ill? I don't know. Who knows? But uh, she at least would have to know somewhat of her terminology in order to masquerade as a doctor. So, yeah, it makes sense that See, she's talking in these terms. brains, just eat cops' brains. <laughs> it's like that post of, like, oh, if I were a vampire, I would not, like whine about having to kill people i just go after politicians like it's literally literally just do that i'm sure cops have a lot of adrenaline you want to try that again no <laughs> i'm perfectly satisfied with how that word came out of my mouth thank you <laughs> i mean the thing is though ash is that cops have guns so she's she's immune to anything but silver that's true i guess you're right no i guess you're right well, i mean I think you still wouldn't want to get shot, even if you wouldn't die from it. I think you probably wouldn't want to get shot. What is a cop to an unbeliever? <laughs> uh, um, the Wraith wiki page has, like, very little information that isn't just in this episode. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, I don't think we ever see a Wraith. Again. No, there um, there are this... Wraiths in later seasons, but they don't give us any decent lore. There's something about, like, psychics. Is it, is it, is it season eight? No. There's season, season five, season nine, six. thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. So this is ba like we basically talked about this scene already in terms of her being like this place is my own restaurant and like that's interesting like this is a compelling villain like I already said like it's interesting like the metaphor of what it has to say blah 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 said all this already uh Dean kicks her ass because he's he, he's like I'm crazy so what the hell there's Which a is... funny line here where she goes you build your own hell but oh, I give yes. you the Legos I give you the Legos. <laughs> It's very yeah, that's good. A, that's... It's very Meg coded. It's very Kripke, is what it is. It's true. Oh, I miss Meg already. I know she was in like <laughs> she was, literally we just last saw week. her. 
I know, but I miss her. <laughs> I love Meg too. You don't understand. Yeah. That's fair. Me handshake Castiel. Um, I miss looking at her. Me too. It uh so it turns out this Wraith has a glaring weak point, which is that her horrible proboscis is pretty brittle, actually. Dean just grabs it and snaps it and like no. blood shoots out and she screams and it rules. It's nasty, I it's love very it. good. Also, I love how you say proboscis. Proboscis. <laughs> proboscis. The probussy? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite of that. <laughs> pro pro probinus? <laughs> I was gonna say Provalis, but I guess that works. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, the show just kind of wipes. Sadly, I'm sad that we don't get to see Martin again. But the I guess we'll see him again. That's that's nice, actually. I wasn't expecting that. Um. But the boys need to make a hasty exit because they just murdered a nurse in this padded they room. They literally just fucking run. Yeah. They just. They're, they're in their. Little, they're still like, in their clothes. Yeah fucking nightgowns they're just oh i figured out what this note says yeah okay so i thought it was like this this looks like it says lock it hinge but it says look at him go oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah they book it so true i love watching dean run um there's a weird scientology like yeah dean says tom cruise was right shrink suck tom cruise was not right shut up yeah shut up dean fuck scientology Like it's a it's a joke, but like it's it's it didn't do anything for me. Yeah, it just wasn't funny. You don't need to say um, that. I didn't even like. I didn't even get it. That's how little I yeah like think about Tom Cruise and Scientology. Um, Dean proving that he's learned nothing. Uh, I mean, he'll prove that more so in a second. Was like, I need a drink or twelve. Yeah. Also, right before that, like part of the same line, Sam says she was right, and Dean says no, she wasn't. She's yeah. dead. You can't be right and dead. Yeah, Jot you can't that be right down. And dead. Like what? We 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 dealt with the third, so it's over. Narratively, if you are correct, you will survive. Thing. So um, and then yeah, this is where so. Sammy is like, I'm angry. I'm so mad. Grr. Sorry, <laughs> sorry for dunking on Sam's emotional problems. <laughs> this this speech doesn't hold a fucking candle to Zuko's speech in uh. Well. I mean, oh, yeah, I thought you were gonna say the show, fifteen Ash. nine trap apology. You think I under? You think I remember fifteen? I, I remember two things from season fifteen, and I misquote which episode it is half the time. Don't forget, we're here forever. Don't forget, we're here forever. Hold on, what episode number are we on? Uh, five eleven right now. Five eleven. Well, yeah, but like not five eleven, but like in the actual like number. Oh, I don't the know. Oh, oh boy. Ash, we're almost done. <laughs> We just finished episode 93. Yeah. Damn, how'd you do that faster than me? There's a wiki page. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> anyway, I sent you the transcript for the episode I was looking at. Now, see, that is a speech. But anyway, so so Sam was like, hey, I have emotional problems. Can we talk about them, please? I'm in anguish. And Dean says, stop. Stop it. Hello? He says, so what if you are? Stop. Hello? He says, what are you going to do? You're going to take yeah. a leave of absence? You're going to say yes to Lucifer? What? And Sam goes, no, of course not. And Dean cuts him off and says, exactly. You're going to take all that crap and you're going to bury it. You're going to forget about it because that's how we keep going. Oh, my God, Dean. <sighs> this is why my last note for this episode is fuck, dude. Yeah, the 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 you're going to forget about it because that's how we keep going. That's how we don't end up like Martin is really interesting. Rough, dude. Yeah. Uh, he says, are you with me? And make Sam say, I'm with Sam you. Goes, 
I'm with you. Well, they get in the Impala. You guys are Samway so unhealthy. Pauses. Yeah. This is a really bleak ending in a way that I liked. And and I think that actually, like, points towards, like, yes, the show is, like, touristing into this, like, environment, but it doesn't leave it with things solved in a way that I do think I kind of like. Like, at the very least, it isn't like, well, good thing we're not like them. It's like, no, there is, like, no institution that can help you guys because you won't let anyone help you. Uh, and also, you live this horrible secret life, and it's destroying you, and, like, we're going to acknowledge that, and, like, we can't fix it, and so we're just gonna leave it on that. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. So, so Sam's specific line is, like, most of the time I can hide it, but I am angry. I'm mad at everything. I used to be mad at you and Dad, then Lilith, now it's Lucifer, and I make excuses. I blame Ruby or the demon blood, but it's not their fault. It's not them. It's me. It's inside me. I'm mad all the time, and I don't know why. Which was, like, very good delivery from Jarpad IMO. I like this line. He's mad all the time. I'm I'm curious where this, like, I, I hope this goes somewhere. That's all. I hope this goes somewhere. I'm giving him a hug, personally. That's where this is going. He needs a hug. They both need hugs. It's, their lives are hard. Yeah. And short. No one hugs them enough. And short. Well. Well. <laughs> well. I mean, in fairness, Sam anyway, died at age 23. I think I can say his life was short. That's true. Um, all right. We basically said everything about this episode, so I assume neither of you have, like, final notes. Nope, that's all I got. I have three notes. Do we have, Do have anything to say about Sam, Ash? Watch. I wish Sam was better. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this could be, like, Listen, a better character or, like, have people better, like, with. emotionally. I'm, I'm, I'm choosing cool. to take it as better emotionally, but I think Ash meant the former. I, I I only have fun thinking about Sam when it's in relation to other characters that I like more than him. They make him better. And Dean is not one of those characters. <laughs> Dean actively makes him worse. Yeah. Dean yeah. is like, you are coming down with me. Yeah. Yep. Hands in unlovable hands. All right. Listen, I'm not going to be normal when we meet Rowena and Eileen. There's not going to be a normal day left. <laughs> All I right, miss Cass. Facts. You know who I miss? I miss Cass. I miss he Cass wasn't even too. in this episode. We haven't he seen wasn't him. even in this episode. How are we going to get through season six, you guys? Uh, He's barely in season six. I miss him yeah. so much. The cast draw it. We lived without him for three seasons. Barely. I didn't live. <laughs> okay, so Martin was played by John Grease, who was the protagonist of DreamCorp LLC. Dr. Uh, oh, Dr. Roberts, uh, he was Roger, Roger Linus in Lost... Sean McDermott in Martin Brutes in The Pretender, and most famously, Uncle Rico in Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, Nurse Foreman, The Wraith, was played by Lara, Lara Gilchrist. Gil Gilchrist? Gilchrist? I don't know. Who was Susan Storm in Fantastic Four, World's Greatest Heroes, and Paula Schaefer in Battlestar Galactica. Dr. Erica Cartwright was played by Michelle Harrison, who was Nora Allen in The Flash. Dr. Aaron Fuller uh, was played by Malcolm Stewart, who played Francis Dupont in Riverdale, Mr. Ramora in A Series of Unfortunate Events, and was the dad in Jumanji, the original. Um, and Ted, the guy who saw The Wraith, was played by uh, Juan uh, Radinger, Radinger, I think, who was Dodger in Riverdale and Rufus Decker in the Romeo section. Not Riverdale. I don't know what that is. Oh, actually, right. Fine. No, sorry. One of the orderlies also, um, the one who saw uh, Dean talking to Dr. Cartwright, was... Um, Wait, is that right? Hold on. Did I write? Did I? Hold on. No, that's not right. I wrote Officer Dungeon. I don't know what happened there. Um, hold on. 
Officer, Officer Dungeon. Um, Officer Johnson in Peacemaker. Um, and uh, he's also in an episode of Fargo. Uh, yeah, that's the episode. It was all right. I'm not mad at it. It has some problems, but so does most of the show. Yeah, this episode tried. Uh, the worst Andrew Dabb episode. Mm, yeah, that that is a yeah, pretty that's low all, that's bar. That's always the thing. It was it was trying to do something, and I always think it's interesting when the show does that. Um, all right, uh, we're gonna take a break now. When I mean, for back, example, this episode just had to beat out days. the finale. So, um, uh, yeah, for title of worst Andrew Dabb episode. Oh god. When we come back, we'll talk about swap meet. Goodbye. Well, actually, not goodbye. Stay tuned. <laughs> it's, it's, After this musical sing. So this, oh wait, no, this is 5-3. Never mind, this is not my synopsis. <laughs> this is not my beautiful house. Oh, there it is. We found it. Okay, we open in a bar. I knew it was the wrong uh, synopsis because I actually wrote down the writer of that episode and I didn't do this one. Uh, we open in a bar. Sam is being weird, like really weird. The woman sitting beside him starts flirting with him and then gasps. Sam introduces himself as Gary. They leave the bar together and we see in the reflection of a mirror that this isn't Sam at all. He's some teenager in Sam's body. And then we get the title card. 36 hours earlier... I want to pause yeah. briefly and say we are talking about episode 12 swap meet which is written by julie siege rebecca desertine and harvey fedor uh and directed by robert singer thank you three people wrote this yeah, fucking episode well it's teleplay by julie siege story by uh rebecca and harvey hmm. um 36 hours earlier dean and sam are talking to a woman who used to babysit them turns out there's a poltergeist in her house and it wrote murdered child on the kid's stomach uh, Dean and Sam talk about whether or not they'd ever want the cherry pie lifestyle or anything, and then they move on to the case. The case is the B-plot of this episode, mostly background, so we'll spare the details right now. We'll probably get the gist of it in our conversations. Later that night, Dean and Sam are talking about how neither of them have shit to show for their hours of research, and then Sam gets hit with a dart in the neck. Uh, then next we see Sam dressed in Gary's work uniform. Gary is a teenager who is working at the equivalent of a... Uh, fast, like a McDonald's earlier that we we see him earlier and now we see Sam in his clothes um a police car shows up and the cop demands to know why the hell he isn't at home uh the cop gives him a ride etc and Sam's quote-unquote parents think he's drunk Sam doesn't know what the fuck's going on at the motel Sam is flexing in the mirror Dean comes in and asks what the fuck is going on and then Gary tries to get him out of the motel because apparently the maid saw all, all of their guns Sam is trying to call Dean and then the motel, and then he finds out that he, quote-unquote, is still with Dean. Sam starts digging through Gary's stuff and finds some witchcraft paraphernalia. Sam goes down to breakfast with his, quote-unquote, family, and he starts interrogating his, quote-unquote, parents about the witchcraft stuff, uh, and then takes a bite of toast. Apparently Gary is allergic to wheat gluten. We cut to Sam leaving the bathroom and talking to Gary's sister. She knows about the book, and Sam demands to know where it is. Back with Dean and Gary, turns out Gary knows all about the ghosts they're dealing with, including where she's buried. Dean starts playing rock music and Gary asks to turn it up and Dean looks at him like he's grown a second head because this is not how Sam acts. Sam's at high school and he's stopped by Gary's friends. He asks them for his locker number and then we see him digging around in there until he finds Gary's black book. Gary is about to shoot Dean uh, when he's attacked by the poltergeist. Together they take it out and Gary is super excited. Back at school, uh, Gary's friends bother him about why he's skipping class. Trevor shoots Sam with a dart gun like 
happened earlier. Uh, in the bar from the cold open, we get Gary and Dean talking. Gary says they should hang out more, and, that, and then he eats a bacon cheeseburger, and then we see Gary leaving with the woman from the cold open. Turns out that Gary was supposed to kill Dean. Uh-oh. Trevor tells him that there was a body swap, so someone else... Or, Sam tells him that there was a body swap, <coughs> so, Or, no. <laughs> we'll, fit it. we'll fix this in post. Trevor tells Gary that there was a body swap, so someone else is walking around with Gary's body. Presumably what was going to happen is they were just going to kill Sam... And then Gary was just going to walk around in Sam's body, and Gary's body was just going to rot. I don't know exactly what their plan was. It wasn't well thought out. Yeah. Um, with Sam and the teenagers, we find out that the kids wanted to kill Dean to collect a bounty that's apparently on his head from hell. Uh, since Trevor doesn't believe Gary's going to kill Dean, he decides to summon the demon and then proceeds to be a total dickwad to it. And so he really should have seen the snapped neck coming, I guess. I, I don't know. Back with Dean and Gary, you Dean finally... child. Yeah, rip to this 17-year-old. Um, but he was being an asshole, so, you know. I don't know what he expected. Child murder is okay if they're a dick. You heard it here first. No, listen. <laughs> to a demon. Meanwhile, hey, Sam is like, dude, was, shut the fuck up. He was, like, literally, it's the equivalent of, like, walking up. If, like, you see a 17-year-old walk up to a bear and start, like, kicking it. Yeah. And if the bear rips that kid's head off, you're like, okay, well, that's tragic, but also... He was kicking Not a bear. Surprising. Yeah. Yeah. He was old enough to know that he liked to know better. Like, Sam was literally standing there like, you moron, please don't. Like, stop. Please. And he just didn't listen. So, you know, talk shit, get hit. Uh, so the, uh, uh, back with Dean and Gary, Dean finally listens to the voicemails, and so now he knows what's what. Dean finds out that they're just kids, and then in comes the demon. The demon, by the way, is possessing their other friend. Um, I can't remember her name. Nora. Nora. Uh, the demon offers a reward to Trevor and turns out that he wants to be a powerful witch. The demon just wants Gary to come and meet Lucifer. That's the only stipulation. But Gary backs out and starts exercising the demon, and together he and Dean get it out of Nora's body. Back at Trevor's parents' house. Thank you, Emma. Uh, back at Trevor's parents' house, Gary and Sam sit together as Gary reverses the spell. Dean threatens to kill Gary if he doesn't get his act together by the time he turns 18, which is a crazy praxis! In Hello? my opinion. We're going to talk about this so much. Yeah. yeah. I have so um, many thoughts here. And Sam tells Gary that he wishes he had his life because his life sucks or whatever. And then Sam admits to Dean that he lied, that he does not envy this kid's life at all. Uh, and then they drive off to the Lilla. And then they drive off into the night while Sam complains about the music volume. Um, yeah, that's the, that's the episode. Uh, smart, smart listeners will remember that I said that I had no notes for this episode. <laughs> So I'm freeballing it tonight. Please stop saying this. You said that last time. God. Well, I am. Sorry. You're very good. You're nothing if not consistent. <laughs> I'm nothing um, if not consistently inconsistent. <laughs> this is how we prove that Ash has not been body swapped. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my my okay. Ashisms. Two things. Um, thing number one. Um, one of the writers on this, Harvey Harvey Fedor, like I said, um, was a key grip. So, I don't know what he did to get a writing credit on this episode, but that must be a fun story. Wait, what's a key grip? Um, it's like a member of the crew. They, like, work with the, uh, they, basically, if I remember correctly, they help coordinate equipment, uh, and also, um, work with the director of photography to make sure the cameras are all set up correctly and everything. That's wild. What the, what the fuck is he doing writing an episode? I don't know. Maybe he made a suggestion, and they Wait, took his I... suggestion, and so wrote it in, and then yeah, he needed to get a writing credit. 
I just looked up key grip, not because I doubted you, just because I may as well look it up in the background. And um, uh, the key grip is the head of the grip department and supervises all of the grips on a film shoot. Super helpful. Thanks, Google. If the film production is a feature film, the key grip usually has a second person to assist them in managing the grips called the best boy or best girl who makes sure the key grips requests are carried out. That's so cute. <laughs> That's what Dean should have done in Hollywood Babylon. He would be the best boy. So true. So true. Okay. The second thing, I feel like Sam is undergoing soy boyfication. <laughs> Please elaborate on what the fuck you were talking about. <laughs> I know I know that soy boys aren't actually a thing yet, but it's useful to use as like a, a backwards term, as specifically a thing that like um oh how do I phrase this? We're all waiting on tenterhooks here. Sa I know. Um Sam is a, is becoming more and more of an example of what someone who is not like a like left-leaning liberal thinks a left-leaning liberal is if that makes any sense. Like Oh, for, yeah, I see that. Um and that he's he's becoming more prissy. He didn't used to be like this. I, I think I think in particular he's being written like this in this episode. But like he sung a he sung along loudly to rock music multiple times. He does not dislike rock music. You know he what also this is? Has enjoyed a hamburger before. He eats hamburgers and French fries all the time whenever they're in a diner. They're always eating the same food together, more or less. You know what this is? You remember in the first Trickster episode when Dean and Sam told the told different versions of the same scene. This yes. is how Dean sees Sam, and now he's yes. being written canonically like Dean sees <laughs> yes, him. Yes, yes, yes. It sucks! <laughs> and I get that it's there because, like, I don't know, it's the- it's Yeah, you the, need to, like, exaggerate the unlike Yeah, it's Dean the boulderization. Not the boulderization, for, that's not the word. For the sake of making him recognizably wrong when he's not acting like this. It's but the- it's the flanderization of Sam. Yeah. Like, Ned Flanders? Yeah, but- It's a term. Wait. You don't know the term? Okay, that's a real term, not just something Wyatt made up. Okay. Yeah, flanderization, according to Wikipedia, is the process through which a fictional character's essential traits are exaggerated over the course of a serial work. Yeah, thank you, Emma. Clearly, I don't watch enough Simpsons. I mean, it's a. I'm surprised because it's like used often in like fanfic spaces to talk about someone like doing a character wrong, see, or like exaggerating a character too much, etc. See, in my uh, vernacular, that's just called giving any non-human characters uh, gajinko, making them a twink, and giving them blonde hair, and <clears throat> making them skinny, and giving them a tie. Well, that's that's you not pre-existing. Like, maybe the worst AO3 tag in the world, Twink Castiel. <laughs> I hate that one. My guys, do you know what a fucking twink is? <laughs> And, like, it's all early fic, you know? Nobody thinks that late seasons cast as a twink, thank God. But early seasons isn't either. It's just, you're just wrong. Yeah. Again, I know, I know I'm saying this to people who assign... Bye, Wyatt. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Discord, cra Discord crash! <laughs> but it's really funny that it made me leave during this conversation. I find that extremely funny. <laughs> Discord yeah, was anyway, like, no, I, know I do I'm not care. I saying this to the people too. who assign personality traits to whether or not you want to get fucked versus doing the fucking. Like, I know, but also. I mean, a twink is also a type of guy. 
No, it's like a body visuals. type. Yeah. Like, you can't just, you can't just, like, I know this is a thing that people do. They point to people who are very clearly not twinks and go, twink. Yeah. But the fact that you're doing it to a fictional character played by a real-life man and nobody involved, none of these people, real or fictional, in what fucking universe? I love that we're talking about this right now. Castiel isn't even in this episode. But yes, I agree. People love to cat. Oh, he- it would have been really funny if he was in this episode. People love to categorize things and are very bad at categorizing things. Well, okay, and it's, Cass it's couldn't it- be in this episode because then he would recognize immediately that Sam has a different soul inside him. Probably mm, it's true. True. But what if the magic has anti-angel? Like they can't see through it because it's magic. Haha. Yeah, checkmate. I don't accept this excuse. <laughs> Bring Cass into every episode right now. So true. <laughs> this is also the the fandom who at the time was absolutely fucking horrendously mischaracterizing Cass at any and every oh my opportunity. God, it's so bad. You can't read it old was... stories. Right, I'm gonna let y'all talk about Cass because I have to go to the bathroom. Okay. okay. Basically, for those of you who weren't around in the old days, I feel like okay. Hold on a second. I feel like the the tendency to call Cass a twink is like directly aligned with the idea of calling Dean blonde. Like it's so okay true. for your gay ship to not be a like buff blonde guy and a twinky dark haired guy. No, exactly. For example, they don't have to be both white. Just just putting that one out there. Like hello. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Dean it- is not blonde. He's fucking, he's so not blonde. Every time I see fan art from before, like, 2017, Dean is blonde, and I'm like, what fucking universe are you living in? I sound way more mad about this than I am, but, like, it's just, it's bananas. And also the way people would, like, just characterize Cass as, like, this sweet uwu, like, ace bean, which there's absolutely nothing wrong with asexual Cass headcanons. Like, Never will you ever hear me stomping on ace headcanons that aren't, like, actually, um, harmful. Uh, and even then, kind of depends on your definition of harmful. Anyway, like, it's just, it was so clear that they were drawing these lines based on characterization that they were making up. Literally making up. They weren't headcanoning Cass as ace because they wanted to. They were headcanoning Cass as ace because they thought he was shy and, like, sweet and and therefore inherently unsexual. It's literally the ableism for his autism coding. Exactly. I knew knew that y'all would still be going by the time I got I have a lot of thoughts, okay? I'm an old-time fan for a fucking reason. I have takes, okay? Can we talk about the episode now? Yes, we can talk about the... I'm... Yes, I'm done talking about why I know not a lot happens in this episode, but... I'm getting off of my soapbox and putting it away for the next 10 minutes until we get something else that I have opinions about. <laughs> are we ready to go chronologically? Yeah. Let me open up the... Those are... So my... <laughs> I know, I just... The, the Sam soyboyfication is like my one major note for this episode. Fantastic. That's like my one discussion point, but let's go. I'm not good at taking one discussion point. I have notes on like individual lines every single time. Um, so my first note is that Sam is 26 now, just oh, like yeah. Dean was at the start of the show. Yeah. They've grown up so much. They did give us a birthday episode. They never do this. We talked about this before. I know, but They didn't do it for Dean's birthday. They just kind of age in the background. If you want to yep. think about birthdays, you can do that in your own time. Unless it's season late. I don't know which season. Yep. I know what you're talking um, about. So I can't so remember if I mentioned this. right. I can't remember if I... 
I'm going to talk about the episode now. I can't remember <laughs> if I said this earlier or if I said it to y'all off mic, but they're cowards because Sam is incredible at the start of this episode. The cold open is extremely funny, and these two actors should have played each other's characters for this full episode. But yeah. no, we see them as themselves in the bodies and like they see themselves in the mirror and they're different people but like we see them as them and boo boo if you're gonna do a freaky friday do a freaky friday commit to the bit supernatural so so true but yes this cold open is very funny sam's being such a little weirdo you wouldn't even have to worry about the other actor playing sam in character because like the whole point is that he's out of character let jared go wild let him let him play this horrible little kid yeah. Or he's 17. He's not a little kid, but he is a kid. He's nine years younger than him. Yep. Oh my god, Sam's so little. He's older than me, but still. He's my age. He, there's <laughs> this face he makes as he's like uh, drinking his daiquiri that's very funny. Yeah. Does he spin it's, it's the umbrella? I hope so. Oh, the umbrella spins when he drinks it. It's one of those. Mm. What do you mean one of those? I don't know. It's it's made so it's it, so the water because because the suction. I guess it's I guess it would happen no matter what. I shouldn't say it's one of those. The point the suction is making it spin because it's forming a, a small vacuum that is moving the water around and thus spinning the umbrella. Oh, I see. I see. I see. <laughs> like a mini whirlpool. Yes. Yeah. That's how straws work. This has been your fun fact science corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, Crystal's like you are just a stunning looking man. And Sam, go- Sam, who is really Gary, goes, I know, right? Which I did think was funny. Um, Crystal yeah. is, like, very into the fact that this version of Sam is, like, very weirdly stupid about being an adult. Um, she's, uh, yeah. I she's, mean, this she's is a himbo chaser. It's true. This, yeah, she, she, there is, this underage child does sleep with a grown woman in this episode. That is a yeah, thing we must acknowledge. Body, it's, it's not great, yeah. but. Yeah, that no, is like, a consent is issue. Like, I believe it's something, like, a, a shitty 17-year-old would do, but it's also, like, you know, gross. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, are you having a good time tonight? And he's like, thank you for asking, Crystal. This is the best night ever. And he, she goes, do you think we can make it any better? Wink, wink. And he goes, uh-huh. probably. I don't know. Completely does <laughs> not. Really yeah, good. the way he says, I don't know, is very funny. It's so good. And the way, I love it because the way he says it, it's exactly how I sound when I and like buzzed so mm-hmm. i just know this kid is like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just just he's starting to feel that daiquiri after 30 seconds which is weird because it's sam's body sam's alcohol tolerance is presumably still physiologically like his mm-hmm. but i don't know how i don't know about magic maybe his soul maybe the alcohol affects his soul through the brain <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he thinks. I mean, he's if drunk, Sam inherited the wheat gluten allergy. No, but that's not Sam's that's body. The... You no, think exactly. it's Sam's body because it was Jared. Sam's in Gary's no, no, no. body. Okay, well, yeah, I guess Sam's. Soul They're affected by has each other's right. Allergy. Yeah, Gary in Sam's body was able to eat bread. <laughs> yeah, so he should have Dean's. Yeah. or not Dean's. Yes, Sam's. you're. Yes, you're right. So yes, yeah, so I was trying to make an excuse for it, but no, it doesn't make sense. However, uh, what also doesn't make sense is when he says, I would love to have the sex with you. That's not, I thought, so that phrasing made me think that, oh, Sam's like an alien, or I guess aliens aren't in the show, but like has been has been body stolen by like a like beast or monster that like does not fully understand human culture. But no, it's just this weird 17 year old. 
I don't know. No one would he say that. He's a very nerdy 17-year-old. Yeah, but he He's no one would it. say no one Nobody would, say would say the that. sex unless you're Starfire. That's I don't want to think about Starfire saying that. I have, I have bad news for you. Star, Starfire is a grown-up in the comics. And she still talks like that? Sometimes. I don't know. I'm just making a Starfire joke. Leave me alone. Okay. Um. Then they we meet their, their, the, the boy's babysitter, which was exciting for me. Yeah. Because I wrongly said that we don't meet the babysitter. Um, mentioned I assume this is episode. a different babysitter. I mean, this he said, different... yeah, no, he said he had multiple babysitters, and I was like, yeah. why don't we ever this meet one? This is the one that he likes. This is a yes. different one, yes. Dean still has a crush on this mill. So true. Yeah. Good for him. The, the Asher MILF agenda continues. <laughs> I am a strong proponent of MILF, MILF natural. Where else do you get such incredible MILF representation? We haven't met any of the five-star MILFs yet. Well, no, we've met Ellen, that's you... not true. <laughs> You said that like you were about to start giving a speech or like we're trying to pitch us on it. <laughs> I've I'm just you saying Supernatural today. has great MILF representation. Gabe is on my side on this. I know it. Um, so, Fair enough. So this babysitter, whose name I forgot, Donna? Um, uh, yeah, Donna. She said that Sam assigned himself his own reading list. He's such a nerd. He's such a oh nerd. Oh my god, so I want to cry. Sammy. Uh, and then Donna says that John would always come limping back. He loves you, boys. And Dean does this little jaw twitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is also interesting in general that the the boys as little kids, like, convinced this woman that ghosts are real. And now she's, like, hiring them to deal with a ghost. My assumption is that she found out through John. Yeah, but, like, John wouldn't have told her unless, like, the boys were pushing for it in some way. I guess it's true. Like, what's her what's her specific line? She says, like... Uh, you were trying to tell me. Um, yeah, blah, 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 um, the blah. daughter, Katie, oh, yeah. says, did you know what he did all that time? And Donna says, little Sammy kept trying to tell me. Of course, right, I didn't right. believe him. Not at first, anyway. Yeah. Um, and so now Maybe she's, she's just the final girl. I think this is kind of the same situation as Cassie calling, where like, yeah, mm, yeah. something that is clearly a ghost is happening to me. Oh, I never remember that one kid who said ghosts, who like insisted ghosts were real. Uh, mm. Let me see if they can help me. Maybe she seemed more like chill about it. Yeah, she she seem seems very... like someone who absolutely believes ghosts are real. <laughs> to be fair, her daughter did have murder child inscribed on her belly. In yeah, they in... didn't even like put a bandage on that. That was gross. no. That's still that's just yeah. That's just open that's wound. Scar. Fucking unsanitary. Oh, that's super gonna scar. That 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 she's gonna have to live with that for the rest of her life. That sucks for her. It's kind of a sick scar to have, though. Yeah, Ooh. I guess. Maybe I'm just like I, it, like I mean, that. it's it's gonna be hard to explain. Yeah, it's, that's true. That is um, true. I love how shitty this like um, it's it's Patriot Burger is the name of the diner. It's like mm. clearly like a chain diner, uh, but it's like the signs are like old and fading. Um, it's like all kind of grimy outside. Their uniforms are like these horrible, garish, like American flag patterned, like oh, button up shirts with like the little hats like they wear at Krispy Kreme, but like American flags. <laughs> but yeah, bingo, bingo. Oh, also they have those, um, they have the cool cups with the pattern. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The radical Alex... cups. The what? Is that what you they're know, called? The ones that look like the word radical. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Alex the ones made that a, look like an Animal the... Crossing design like that and called it "Ode oh, nice. to Cup." 
Nice. Good. So true. Um, they look like the carpeting of a bowling alley is what they look like. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Um. <laughs> Sam shakes his salad shake so carefully. Yes. And Dean gives him this look. It is. Despite despite the fact that he's being flanderized, it is funny as like Dean is like sitting there with his burger and fries. Sam's just like sitting there, like with this like intense expression shake on it, his face it, as it, he it, shakes it. his 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 shake. Dean Listen, goes, man, I've had up, salad boxes fly open while I'm shaking him. Yeah, speaking of which, it's, it's like art. barely a shake. What is going on? It's like full of it's just like full of bits. Like there's whole ass spinach in there. Like how do you you can't even drink that? I assumed it was just salad. Yeah, I don't in a think cup. it's like you a salad it. milkshake. Oh, it's a okay. salad in a cup that you shake to mix. Okay, I see. You toss your salad. That in makes the cup. A, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I was like, did they forget to blend it? That makes <laughs> yeah, more he's sense. He's like tossing the dressing by shaking it. Yeah, I got, I got, I got it now. Oh yeah, that you can see him eating out of it with a fork. I'm just an idiot. Don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Kate. Um, Dean asks, you think you'd ever want something like that? Wife regrets the whole nine. And Sam says, no, not really my thing anymore. And yet. <sighs> and yet. And yet. Sam has like, it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause like on one hand, I don't even know on one hand. I don't know what this episode's trying to say about Sam. Like he, he feels sad about the, the family that he's like, oh, a family. I don't have one of those. But also, by the end of the episode, he does seem to quite sincerely be like, nah, not for me, though. We'll talk about the conversation at the end, because yeah, um, <laughs> lots to discuss, I guess. But, like, yeah, there's, it's something. not super consistent characterization across seasons, if not, like, within the episode. It's just, like, it's... Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's trying to say about Sam, you know? Like, this is yeah. a Sam episode, but it doesn't even have a thesis. So, like, why? I have to get my fruit bin on. Um, it's very funny. It's, Sam, like, turns his, uh... Wait, did they misspell prominent? Doesn't prominent have an I in it? Yes. They misspelled prominent. Cringe. <laughs> Cringe. Typo in the group chat. Typo on the webpage. Yeah, Sam <laughs> turns his... Page. First of all... Wait, what is even going on here? Are those... What is this web browser? Sam turns his computer around, and I don't even know what's going on. Is this a? Is this Mac? Is this Mac shit? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, the website is Bay State Witchcraft, which is kind of funny to me. It's like these big, like witchcrafty, like old timey characters, and it's like Maggie Briggs, witch question mark. And it's talking about the the witch trials in the seventeen hundreds and uh, late sixteen hundreds. Um, but yeah, it says prominent leaders spelled like men instead of min. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, his, his, I thought they were his tabs, but at the top he's got like news, favorite links, banking, personal, entertainment, movie listings, official games and videos. Also, there's a stop button. What does that do? It turns the internet off. Oh. <laughs> it ends the world. Also, um, his his desktop is computer, internet, video player, documents, images, movies, Untitled 1, Untitled 2. Fresh off the presses. He doesn't even have a garbage bin. Um, but yeah, there's this witch. They gotta find where she's buried. She's, like, messing with this girl because she's angry because she got witch hung. That's all. It doesn't oh, yeah. really and matter. And they say hung it's instead like, of hanged, it's, it's... which also doesn't matter. Yeah. Cinema yep. sins ding. <laughs> And Dean says, "Bitch." Yes. Yep. Every time, every time you say "bitch," now I just think of, "Oh, son of a bitch." Oh, son of a bitch. 
Um, but yeah, Sam gets shot with his tranquilizer. Which where did this kid get this tranquilizer? His friend oh, has right one too. Right before that, he says Bupkis. Chuck another one down he for the Edish Winchesters. So true. It's, it's just deeply funny. I'm rewatching the scene where he gets shot with it. He's just like standing suspiciously in the middle of this like yard, and then he's he's see it come out of the corner of the screen and get shot in the neck. He's like, "Ow!" And it's like real big too. You can see it between his fingers. Yeah, it's just that easy to take out a Winchester. It, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, literally. Why did no one else try this? <laughs> yeah, just do a sneak attack. Just kill. You just find the motel that they're sleeping in and murder them in their sleep. Listen, Bella tried that. It's true. She did do that. Girl bosses always <laughs> try the plans you try you think of. Um, so yeah, Sam gets picked up by a cop. Plan. And he does. The cop is clearly talking to Sam, and he goes, "Mr. Frankel, Mr. Gary Frankel." And Sam goes, "Who?" And like sees himself in the in the like reflection of the window. Yeah. Um, after he like talks to the parents, he sees Gary's reflection. He's like, "Who is that? Who the hell is that? <laughs> Where did that other dog come from?" <laughs> yeah, it's Sam's a little slow in the uptake here. I'll say. Also, he just does like not give a shit. Which, to be fair, like, this kid stole his body. Like, of course he doesn't care about, like, messing up with his life. But, like, um, I don't know. He just says shit in a way that's very funny. He's like, I can give a rat's ass about your plan. That's in the next scene, but, like. He's just, like, asking about himself, like, have I seen Moody lately? Any occult yeah. fixations? Let me guess, I'm <laughs> amazing at Latin. And then his dad says, are you smoking drugs? And the mom goes, Leonard, he is not smoking drugs. smoking drugs. It's so good. I love it. It was really good. Also, there's a, I don't think his little sister says anything in this scene, but like she's doing a lot with she's her face. She's making a face like, like what it's, it's, are you she's doing? She's like looking back and forth and it's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it was really funny. But uh, that scene's not for a little bit. I just was jumping ahead because it was to the point I was making. Um, next, we'd see uh, Gary as Sam in the hotel and like, it's it's unclear the extent to which he knows what's up with the Winchesters. He doesn't he seems... seem to be surprised. Like, he doesn't care that they have guns and they're hunting a witch or whatever. If they're hunting something. Uh, he just doesn't give a shit. He just thinks yeah. the guns are cool. Like, he, he presumably heard them at he... the diner because they were not being quiet and he was watching yeah. them. Um, so, like, he probably knows that they have something going on before he chose Sam. But also, they were targeting Sam specifically, so they probably knew... Oh, yeah, like, they were sent by demons. They yeah, yeah, know yeah. who the Winchesters are. No, they are. know what's up with the Winchesters, but there's, like, some stuff about well, he's, like, surprised by some things that happen, like, with the ghost and all that. Um, I don't know. I guess it's just because he's, like, a naive kid and, like, has ideas about what this is, but, like, has not actually thought about its actual dangers. Mm-hmm. So that's fair enough. I just think it's interesting. Uh, there's a good bit where Gary as Sam... It's like, yeah, I picked up some food and remembered Dean's order. So that, like, as evidence that he knows him was cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then Gary steals all their phones so that Sam can't contact Dean, which is good because right after this, Sam calls Dean and goes, yeah. this is going to sound really crazy, but I think I'm in the wrong body. He's so trans. <laughs> so true. Um, Wait, doesn't... Also, before that, um, he... Uh, drives the Impala or attempts to and has he never driven a car before. This the seventeen year old does not have his license yet, apparently. Um Hey, I'm twenty three and I don't have a license. You know, fair. I'm twenty five and I also don't have a license. Oh my god. <laughs> um 
But yeah, just what rams it into a dumpster. It's, it's true, that is what you're for. He's my chauffeur. Now that he's not pissing himself driving every time. Walks up to a gay couple, which of you can drive? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gone is which of you wears the pants of the relationship. It's which of you, which of you is the driving gay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary only has Star Wars shirts. It's very funny seeing Sam wearing the Darth Vader shirt. I don't it's know. He good. looks cute it's in cute. it. Feels good. Feels organic. Feels good. Feels organic. So true. I'm trying to like scrutinize his room, but like it's uh, uh a lot of the details are like blurry in the background, so it's hard to. But he does have like big like uh like stacks of comics and like tapes. I think. Wait, I spaced out for a second, so forgive me if you just said this, but Sam starts going through Gary's things and, like, mm-hmm. finds the Star Wars shirt and goes virgin immediately. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he finds Busty Asian Beauties, gross, and says, frustrated yes. virgin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of shorthand happening here. Um, I mean... Also, on that note, the... If you... Like, I, I think the, it's a fair assumption to make if you look through someone's... Smart, which we've you talked through... about in previous... Yeah, well... Um, I mean, yeah, like it does indicate something. It's hard. It's not like a strict one to one. Yeah. Like yeah, as as like television shorthand, it's not ineffective. Yeah, if you found a high IQ test or whatever, I'd be more mad. But like you know, um, the I think the thing is, is hey, this is ahead. sorry. S- smartness is real. It's just not intrinsic. Is I guess my point. Like different people. Like I think it's fair to say someone is smart if they're capable of understanding like advanced chemistry i certainly can't do it i'm happy to say i'm not smart in that regard but like different people can be smart in different ways is like more the thing and like smartness can be learned also like if even if you're not i could learn advanced chemistry if i like tried hard enough and had a good enough teacher but i'm not interested in that (laughs) you're interested in supernatural i guess (laughs) 93 episodes in you guys. I was thinking I was thinking the other day like man how many hours of my life have I devoted to this stupid fucking show so and I felt I felt I felt a pit in my stomach a little bit it's fine though yeah I mean this is episode 94 yeah and it takes us what like three hours per episode plus all uh-huh. the time you spend editing it plus yep. the time yeah you it's watch double it. it's it's double for me um he's got this he's got like a little magic knife sam says you little satanic bastard which i thought was funny it is really funny yeah whenever there's a mirror um we see the other actor yeah, in the yeah. mirror and like they do a really good job of like matching each other's movements that bit good. is cool i still wish that they had been being each other but yeah they should have committed and then put the other act like the original actor in the mirror yeah which would actually makes sense but it's fine uh then we have the conversation at breakfast that we talked about already Hmm, you're right you know you're right mirrors do often show reality in supernatural well i never thought about that before it's from the the scene it's from the character's perspective so they think of themselves as their own body but then the mirror shows them that they're actually in someone else's body so like i'm not mad at it i just think like it's boring no, I agree with you. I was just saying, like, if it was swapped, yeah. I was like, would it be, would, would that be more right? Because, like, it's, it's the, because that is what they look like. And then, but yeah, also, we see, like, like monsters, mirrors, mirrors, mirrors reflected the truth in Supernatural often, which, yeah. Which I guess is also true in a lot of folklore, like vampires, for example. Uh, they're doing, they do some hunting. This is where Gary's, like, she's in the basement. 
<laughs> Wait, um, actually, going oh. back before breakfast, he's summoned for breakfast, and Sam goes, like, under his breath, leave me alone, and she calls again, and he's like, all right, I'm coming. It was really funny. Um... Also, uh, this scene is in Steveston, which is 10 minutes from my house. I go here all the time for lunch. Hmm. Nice. Um, the, the, hold on. I, this is literally the street too. Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to zoom in this right in here. It's a different place now, but like right there, that <laughs> building, that's where I often eat lunch. Incredible. Amazing. It's uh, very, Dean says. It's cool to see to Gary, who is posing as Sam. Yeah, Sherlock. And I'm amazed I didn't see that all over in you-know-what year. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Those, those, like, gift sets where they made the made the supernatural Sherlock and Doctor Who characters all talk to each other. Yeah. Sam meets Gary's friends, who are like, dude, what's wrong with God, you? This scene is like, okay, so Sam is in high school, and, you know, he is in Gary's body, but we still see Jared playing him. Um, and so he's wearing like some teenager style, like striped shirt so that we know that he's in Gary's uh -huh. body. Uh, and it's just, it looks exactly like the Dear Evan Hansen movie. <laughs> oh yes, it does. It does. It does. You're so right. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> no. Uh, then Dean and Gary as Sam go around with like their guns and flashlights or whatever. Uh, Gary is very excited to have a gun. He makes a Halo reference. He says bizatches. He does. He, he, he does, does say, say bizatches. It's really good. Uh, after they burn the body, he goes, dude, that was sweet. And Dean is giving him his look because, as we said in the synopsis, that's not very Sam. It was very funny. I wish mm -hmm. we had gotten Jared actually doing this. Yeah. I want to hear yeah. Jared Padalecki say bizatches. I do. So true. Um... I do want to say it is it is actually it's it's very funny because these two other actors, despite the fact that they look more like children, are both in their mid twenties also. Yeah. I don't know how old Darpad was at this point. Same age as Oh wait, sorry, never mind. He's not twenty he's not twenty five. In this episode? Jared is was he? born in nineteen eighty two, so he's a year older than Sam is. Yeah, Sam and Dean are approximately the same age as Jared and Jensen. Huh, okay. So at this point, he, he should looks, be 27. He, he looks a bunch older than these two other actors then. <laughs> Shrug. Anyway, uh, I like Gary's locker. It's all, uh, it's got all his stuff in there. He's got like a funky, like, band poster um, and like some candy shoved in here and more comics. Um, one of my, one of my major notes of this episode is this is like a bad Buffy the Vampire episode with these like, teens getting big in over their head um with like magic and stuff and it made me miss buffy <laughs> like i like these kids as far as like pseudo antagonists for this episode yeah they're fun i i like the teenage satanists and way over their head angle it's it's cute mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's there's absolutely got to be a buffy episode about that i don't remember one off the top of my head but there's gotta be there's a bit uh, with Dean and Gary when Gary's having his cheeseburger um, and Dean is like, you're being weird, right? And um, Dean is like, why are you so excited about this random ghost hunt? And Gary goes, I can't be in a good mood. And Dean's like, yeah, yeah I guess I just... No, actually, it's not really your style, Sam. Fucking yeah. depressing. Uh, 
And then they get into, like, the meat of the episode where they talk about, like, your whole life being decided for you according to the plan. Yep. Uh, which was actually good. I liked that. Yeah, I, yeah, I... And like I talk they, they don't talk about dads about, in the scene, but yeah. the fact that it is Gary's dad who's setting out this plan for him, uh, mm-hmm. and Dean has always followed his father's plan, and Cass is following his father's plan. It's like yes, season five tastes good. So yeah, true. I agree. Um, also, when Sam finds his like evil witchcraft book, he's like, "Oh no, Gary, this is a very, very bad book," which was yeah entertaining to me. Sorry to keep jumping back and forth. Gary says, "You're a good guy, Dean," and Dean goes, "Oh, you are drunk." Uh, <laughs> you don't think Sam would say that to you? Yeah. Um, Gary should have just let Dean die here. Then he wouldn't even have to do it himself. Yeah. Damn, he got caught up for in Dean's it. death. I'm just saying, like, he didn't have to burn that body, or he could have waited until the ghost had taken care of Dean. It would have been easier than having to kill him himself. Shrug. He got caught up in the excitement of being on a hunt yeah. with this guy. Who's a good it's guy? True. They're friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm besties they eat bacon cheeseburgers together and listen to rock music yeah uh the teens swiftly figure out something's wrong and sam gets tranquilized for the second time this episode yeah also trevor calls him bro i don't know no no real reason to point that except for i thought it was kind of i don't know i was amused by it when they have the way sam he says tied up funny. in the basement um nora says that they were goofing around with that book because she's like a very like good girl type you know like she she i'm not sure if she's actually wearing a cardigan i don't have it in front of me but you could picture her with a cardigan if she's not yeah um and trevor goes um i wouldn't exactly call praying to our dark overlord goofing around and trevor says and sorry nora says don't be a loser trev and sam who is tied to a chair by these people goes yeah trev (laughs) yeah it's really good it's really it's a very loser thing to say Yeah. yeah Yeah, Trev. <laughs> I love you, Sam. Oh, also, we should note the, like, after battle celebration scene is contemporaneous with the cold open. Yeah. This is the bar right. where, where this is when that happens. Um, uh, yeah, Nora it's, says, it's, oh, go ahead. Uh, real, uh, no, I just, one more note for the drinking scene. It's so sad when Dean's like, is it just me or are we actually drinking together? Like, yeah. uh, Dean and, Dean, Dean, they, they were brothers. He just wants to hang out. He's supposed to hang out with his brother, who is his only friend. His only friend. Well, now he has Cass a little bit. Yes, it's true. It's true. true. It's true. But Cass also doesn't really hang out. Isn't really the hanging out drinking type of person. Not yet. He was. He was. He was hanging out drinking with Joe. He was hanging out drinking. No, you're right. He was. He was giving it his best shot. (laughs) His best five shots. (laughs) (laughs) Boo. Thank you. Um, also, D makes this face when when he leaves, as he's starting to like wonder if something's wrong. But sorry, now yeah. now this now scene I will cut teens. back to Nora, who is saying that like when they contacted the demon, uh, Gary went into like a trance and drew a pretty good drawing of Dean. And Trevor says, "And you know what's really weird? Gary can't draw." It like <laughs> some like <laughs> creepy pasta voice. <laughs> Mandor hand hook card door. Uh huh. Trevor says if he has the beanbags to go through with it, hated that. Uh-huh. I love it. I thought it was funny. I mean, it was very funny, but I, I would hate it if I heard it in real life. Also, in this scene, while they're like on the phone with Gary, he is like in this woman's bed, which she has leopard print sheets. Mm-hmm. And he's just this like little guy in this enormous bed. It's very funny. It's really good. 
I don't know what the I, I don't want to talk deeply about this, but I'm curious what the logistics are here because he appears to be naked in this bed. But also, this isn't like after stuff happened. Like she comes back in later. Well, she like went to get Dom dressed up on. because she's, yes, but like yeah, she's in her he gear. just I guess he just she's took all his clothes and, and got took. It's so weird. He's cold and um, I guess he's cold. Um, Self conscious. Yeah, if fair enough. Cold, if he, if you're cold, they're cold. Bring them inside. Well, them under the blankets. Yeah, with a picture of balls. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, Trevor is establishing himself as the biggest asshole one. He's like, just kill the son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're really working hard at making us not care that he dies. Yeah. He says, I'm calling up one of these bad boys, turning these punks over and getting paid dollar dollar bills, y'all. It was... Uh He's so weird. This is extremely like adults writing children. Yeah, but in a way, it's not It does come across as like a 17-year-old trying to be cool. Yeah. I don't think it's It's bad writing. It's not bad. It's it's not bad. It's just, you know, it's heightened reality. It is funny. I don't mind it. It's it's like you just sit here going, oh, I'm watching this show. I've made some decisions in my life. (laughs) The expression Gary makes when this woman comes back out in her, like, Dom gear is is very complex. Okay. I I just, like, it's... it's, Let's unpack this. Simultaneously, like, simultaneous, like, fear and excitement and, like guilt and unsureness i th- i would say are like the various things going on with all five face. stages of grief at once yeah it's like he's not not into it but also he's very worried it's a good face he literally says oh man i'm in way over my head yeah but not not in, in a way that's like where he's like this is gonna be cool like uh-huh. he feels it's like it's like okay so you go to a, a, a party when you're in high school and someone passes you a blunt, uh-huh. and you're like, oh my god, I've never, I've yeah. never done weed before. Or someone gives you an edible, even yeah. better. Someone gives you an edible at the high school party, and you've never you've never smoked weed before. And you're like, okay, this is going to be cool, but also, holy shit, I feel like such an adult right now. Man, when I was, you know, when you I, feel like such a bad guy. When I was 18, um, I went and visited uh, my friends in Nebraska. Uh, it was great. It was like ten of us all in one house for like a week. Oh my god! Um, and uh, one of one of my friends brought edibles over, and uh, one of my friends ate like too much of a brownie, and was just fucked the rest of the night. It was extremely funny. Oh man, be respect the edibles because they yeah. will chew you up and oh, spit yeah. you out. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're like the ocean. Anyway, this is where we learned that there's a price on the boys' heads. I just. It's so weird that the demons are like, okay, well, nothing else is working, so we're gonna get these, like, I don't know, did they, I guess they put out, like, an APB on the boys, <laughs> like, any any practicers of, like, dark witchcraft, whenever they're doing, like, Ouija board shit or whatever, like, get a little, little, little bounty comes up for the Witchester. <laughs> it's so silly. Their HUD, like, they're the, a little picture of, like, an inverted cross or something pops up on their HUD. And then they like they click on it, and the holographic image yep. of a demon shows up. Like, I'd watch hey, this anime. I've got a new. Qu- I'm not got a new quest for you. Uh-huh. You can tell I, I played play a lot game. of Borderlands. <laughs> what was that, Emma? I said I'd play that game. Mm, yeah. I would love to be to a kidnap the Winchesters. Yeah. Yeah. Not to be a Becky Kenny, but 
Fuck. Um, uh, Trevor mentions really that Nora is doing this because she wants to get into Vassar. I just think that's a really uh-huh. funny motive for summoning a demon. It is. It's. It is. Yeah. Like there are easier ways to do that, girl. There's there's some amount of like commentary going on here with like the the nature the com the like weird competitive nature of schools and the way like children are pushed into like making a lot of sacrifices in their lives in order to like get into the best school because that's what everyone tells them is like the way to succeed in life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. So Nora wants to go to Vassar. Um, Gary's dad mentions MIT. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, they summon the demon, and it's in uh, it's in uh, Nora. Yeah. Nora. Yeah. <laughs> she refers like, to I'm peachy. Uh, Sam in Gary's body as ninety eight pounds of nothing, which is uh-huh. kind of funny. Mm-hmm. She has she the way her voice changes is good. She calls uh she calls Trevor Skippy. It's great. She sounds she sounds a little bit like uh Zazel. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, what she's you call doing me like here a for, Meg Skippy. Yeah. yeah. At first, I was like, "Is this Meg?" But, but no, Meg. it's not Meg. Uh, I really like that they're. The demon is very excited that Sam is not even in his own body. Uh, yeah. She refers to that as an empty vessel just waiting to be filled. Fascinating. The yeah. Idea that, like, mm-hmm. she's trying to get Gary in Sam's body to say yes to Lucifer because it's just Sam's body yeah. that needs yep. to consent. Like, that's fucked. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> All of the consent issues around, like, angels and demons is, like, well, I guess not so much demons. Angels, specifically ask for consent but like they don't actually care if you consent um nick had a really good post about it let me see if i can find that while you can keep talking yeah it's certainly certainly a a thing (laughs) um yeah i mean all that happens here is like what you said in the synopsis where he's like i want the money and this girl to fall in love with me and uh demon Mm -hmm. nora is like oh love and money the classics but how about this instead and just like rams her like hand through his stomach like a Goku. Yeah, that's right. She doesn't even snap his neck. She fucking... Yeah, she just impales him with her hand. It's and then, rocks. like, licks the yeah. blood. It is cool. Fun, Love when fun, women lick blood. Fun Wyatt story. Uh, when I was very... When I was, like, eight or nine, I wanted Pokemon for my Game Boy Advance. And so my dad ordered me something off of eBay. It wasn't Pokemon. It was the Dragon Ball fighting... Not fighting game. Beat em, side-scrolling beat-em-up. Which I knew nothing about Dragon Ball. That was my first experience with Dragon Ball. And I played it because it was a video game. Um, and when you finish it at the end after the Piccolo boss fight, there's this little like pixel art cutscene of Goku beating Piccolo. And he punches straight through him. He rams his fist through him. I was like nine years old. I watched this and was like, I should be seeing this. This this <laughs> little child character that I've been playing in this video game just murdered this green alien man, just punched his heart through his body. What is happening? I I there's like that that scene is like ingrained in my brain as like the horrible like child like fascination and fear when you see something you're not supposed to. <laughs> that's my that's my Dragon Ball story. Anyway, she gets him like that is my point. <laughs> Uh, and then this is where Dean figures out that, uh... Aha! I found the post. Oh, okay. So, Nick, who is back to being Castile Communism, 
previously, season 12, Dean, says... Return of the King. The angelic conception of consent in Supernatural is funny in one sense. Parentheses, you can torture or trick people into saying yes, which defeats the purpose of consent. Mm-hmm. But it's also a good demonstration of how heaven acts as a state in Supernatural. They don't actually want consent from people. That's just a formal rule put into practice to allow for an interaction between the state and a human being to occur. Yep. The act of forcing a yes out of a person proves the state's own power to itself. A successful demonstration of might is not a consent-building exercise, nor is it even a violation of the consent rule. It's a public display of, look at all the ways we can fuck you over and take away your agency. So the next time we ask you to do something, you either obey or we fuck you over again. Nick is so smart. Hi, Nick. I love you. Yeah. So true, my bestie. On on top of that, every, everyone should read Manufacturing Consent by Edward Herman and Noam Chomsky. That 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 was one of the books that made me be like, hmm, the government is bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dean also ties Gary to a chair, right? Yes. No, I don't remember. He's sitting in a chair. Is he tied down? Because because this so. is where he tries to. This is because because Gary tries to kill Dean, and Dean's like. No, it's not like no, no way, man. Yeah, no. According to the transcript, Gary is tied to a chair. Yeah, so that's a fun parallel. They're both tied to chairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Dean la- Dean lays a trap for him, and it and yeah, Dean says like, either you start talking or I start waterboarding. I don't think he would actually do it, but I don't yeah, think that but, he said it. But yeah, uh, <laughs> this is this is where Dean like checks his <laughs> checks his messages. It is very funny that Just um, messages. Yeah, like I know I know he like hid the phones, but. He didn't hide the. Did he hide the the? It's on the hotel phone too, or motel phone too. He didn't hide that. Dean just didn't check his messages. Well, they left the motel. They're in a different place than they were That's when Sam was with them. Wait, then why has he got a message on the thing? Don't think about it too hard. I assume this was the same same motel. Well, he wasn't in the motel for most of the day. He was busy. right, right. Yeah, that's that's that part's fair. You would think, however, that he would notice his phone was missing. He's got too many. Also, it's 2010. Phones. Yeah, I guess it wasn't as important. And he's with the only person he would call, like, like immediately. He has a lot of phones, and it's 2010, so... And they're yep. burners. Yep, that's fair. All that's fair, I just think it's funny that, like, they thought about the phone thing, but also so much of this episode relies upon, like, Dean just not thinking about his phones. Mood me as hell. Not true. Um, not true at all. Offline boy. Unplugged life. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Nora goes after um, Dean and and uh, Gary slash Sam Sam's body. Yeah, he says he um, wants to be a witch. Yeah, um, so true. He wants to feel really powerful. He's like tired of the direction that his family wants him to go in. Um, yeah, like you said, it's interesting. It's interesting that Lucifer is where he's like, no thanks. Yeah, he's like, oh, Probably. I might be in over my head again. Yeah. Yeah. But this time, not in a fun way. He at least has more of a sense of uh, self-preservation than Trevor did. He knows Trevor's dead at this point, right? I have no clue, to be honest. Um, was... No, I don't think so. Nora showed up not... and just said that she's not Nora. She didn't say anything about Trevor. Right. Well, I guess he's messed up over the fact that this is his friend who a demon has possessed then. Yeah. That's probably so contributes somewhat to him being like, I'm over and over my head. Um, it's really funny the way they deal with this demon. She is incapable of, of <laughs> like, basically they, they combo exercise her. It's really good. They tag she is, team her. Yeah, she's going for one of them and the other keeps going and then she goes for the other one. But like, if she just killed one of them and then went for the other one, she could probably get them both before they finished. <laughs> 
She just keeps turning around. Like she can it teleport. Is cute that they both know the exorcism, and this it also, is cute. Like, this is the exorcism that I know, which was very satisfying for me, because like I could Shout say outs. it with them. Um, until the end, like the last line, they changed from the one I was expecting. Hmm. I bet you impressed the hell out of eight. But Dean says adios. Yeah. Gary's like, uh, goes, it's adios, That's funny. It was good. Not the bitch part, but the the the. Yeah. It's very Dean. Uh, um, then they like immediately cut when the demon is gone to I don't know Gary doing some kind of spell I guess to body swap them. Oh, it's yeah, the reverse. It's the body swap the, them yeah. back. But the first word sounds like anime, <laughs> so we just open with Gary saying anime. <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's it's what's he saying? He's like return the soul or whatever. Oh, I didn't check. I just know that that um, uh, animes and 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 it. Anima slash uh, animus, animus means yeah. soul in Latin. Yeah, so this one says, and domo, let the soul return home, redeend. right and wrong, failures like by power like, and yeah. authority, so be it, according to Google Translate. All right. And the transcript. And so they're swapped back. Yep. And yeah, this is where you're like, if you were an adult, we would kill you. Which yeah. isn't true. They've never killed, they, well, they've killed some humans at this point, but like. They don't call witches humans. Yeah. That's true, but they've still never killed witches. I don't think they've specifically killed a witch who was like a human practicing magic. They have not. As opposed to like a striga. But they are willing to. They just never end up doing it. Yeah, they never end up doing it because the show doesn't want us, us to see them killing humans. Now, yeah. Sam did that because Sam's Jokerfication arc began, etc. Um, I guess there was still a demon in that lady, but she was in human mode at the time. Yes. Talking well, about the the nurse, yeah, the yeah. nurse that he killed. That, he that counts as killing a human. Blood. Yeah, I'm counting that. Yeah, I would say that counts as killing somebody. Uh, so yeah, Dean specifically, not just like if you were an adult, he says if you were a voting age, which I think is like fascinating. Uh huh. Um, I mean, like the way it so clearly indicates like a connection between like the state and like the concept of adult like you can't have the well, concept the of adulthood with like adulthood. a year specific exactly you can't yeah. have a definition of like a year specific border between minor and adults without some kind of like institutional societal like social construct that is a social construct so like yeah. specifically indicating the way that they live within a society and uh, like they live in a society they do live in a society even if they don't think they do um they think they live beyond society but they don't because if you were a voting age, you'd be dead. Like, we would kill you if you weren't a child, as defined by society, uh, for, like, political reasons. Specifically mm -hmm. voting. Like, voting. Like, if you weren't politically helpless slash meaningless, you would be dead. Like, mm -hmm. they're not trying to say all this, but it is what they said. Yeah, it's what, yeah. It's, like, what they're saying. And it's, you know, Yeah. I don't know what I was going to say. It's a thing for sure. And like the whole narrative around like, oh, we don't kill kids. We just wait for you to grow up and then we kill you. Yep. Like, yeah. Okay, pro-lifers. Pro-birthers. <laughs> um, yeah, this is where Sam's like, she doesn't like Satan, you moron. She likes you. Uh, I wish I had your life. And Dean goes, that was a nice thing to say. Sam goes, I totally lied. That yeah. His life sucked ass. <laughs> yeah. Hysterical. It's true. High school is terrible. Yeah. It's it's a funny end to this episode, but it did make me go like, okay, what's the point? Like we opened on the on Sam being like, nah, I'm not about that shit anymore, and we end with it with him saying the same thing. Like yeah, I know the boys said... don't tend to like grow or learn from the things that they go through, but this one in particular made me be like, what was our point? Why do we do this? What's why is this episode here? Yeah, they wanted a body swap. There's a body swap, Buffy, right? There must be. Oh yeah, 
So they wanted a body swap episode. Who uh, doesn't? They didn't really care about like saying anything with it because it's just it's for fun. Uh, so Sam says, all that apple pie family crap, it's stressful. Trust me, we didn't miss a damn thing. Mm-hmm. And Dean says, or we don't know what we're missing. He wants a family so bad. I'm going to die. Literally. It's um, it's Faith who steals Buffy's body, I believe. That makes sense. In, in uh, season four? Yes, that's right. Uh, Sam asks Dean to turn down the music as like a parallel to when Gary asks him to turn it up. But Dean actually does turn down the music, which I thought was sweet. I wasn't expecting him to. Yeah. So true. Uh, that was my last note. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a nothing episode. Oh, there's also that episode where that, um, that girl's mother steals her body. Are you saying Buffy now? Yeah, so I'm just sorry. I'm just thinking about Buffy. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the that's the episode. There's really not a lot to say about it. It's entertaining. I was entertained by it, but not a lot of meat on it, really. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, actor facts. Uh, Gary Frankel was played by Colton James, who isn't really in anything as a significant, char- significant character and seems to have quit acting, but he was the little kid in Jurassic Park who got woken up by the loose T-Rex and took its picture. So that's a fun fact. Shout out to him, I guess. Um, Nora was played by Sarah Drew, who was Stacy Rowe in the animated show Daria, Hannah Rogers in Everwood, and Dr. April Kepner on Grey's Anatomy, which she's like in a billion episodes of. Um, finally, Gary's little sister was played by Daniela Bobadilla, who was Sam Goodson, Charlie Sheen's daughter in Anchor Management. That's it. Um... <laughs> which means we're done. Uh, thank you for listening. Please rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. If you have any questions to send in or things you want to say, uh, you can do that at uh, wordofgodcast at gmail.com or uh, word, wordofgodcast.tumblr.com. Yeah, yeah. good job. <laughs> so proud of I you. I did it. I never remember how Tumblr URLs work because well, there are dashes sometimes. They made but... all kinds of ugly, like, Oh. blog slash view or whatever because they want to encourage you mm. to log in um, yeah they started yeah, i can't look at tumblr anymore without logging in the right way if you if you change the url around oh well anyway uh next week what are we doing oh that's a good question hold on uh the song remains the same is next Ooh. all right we get more, I believe we get more, uh... John and Mary. John and Mary. Husband okay. And then, and then my, my bloody, bloody Valentine. Valentine. Oh my god. Okay, oh. I'm gonna go insane next week. Clearly a, a Desticule episode. My bloody Valentine. I miss Cass, okay? I do, I... Same. Oh yeah, we get, uh... Mm. Anna's back next episode. I wasn't gonna say, but yeah. Sorry. It's okay. We'll find out, <laughs> like, as soon as we mm-hmm. start anyway. Mm-hmm. Well... Until next time, uh, we are driving away into the dark, and one of us is telling the others to turn the fucking music down. Yeah, turn that fucking music down. Don't play, play it so loud. Play that music, white boy. <laughs> I was literally, you can't steal my bit! I heard you ask Get out of my brain! <laughs> Alright. Bye, everybody.
Word of God cast is The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share alike 3.0 international license. Find a link in the episode description.